0: for you.
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode three thirty-seven of the Thumbsick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan.
2: I'm Eric.
3: Well, Corey,
1: it's time for the 2017 Thummies episode. Uh, Yay. We did not. Yeah, I'm excited too. Uh, we didn't have it last week. We were originally planning to have it last week, uh, but Eric has some awesome news. Uh, right, Eric, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, um, I had the birth of my first child. Woo! Yeah, that's
1: round of applause worthy right there. Yeah,
2: thank you. Uh, so yeah, my wife went until, well, I guess you could say when the labor water broke at like four in the morning, she came in and woke me up at five thirty and said, you want to jump in the shower? I think we're going to have a long day today.
0: So uh-huh.
2: I did. And then we went to the hospital at like seven and he was born at eleven forty nine PM. That's a long, a long day, right? right? It was a long day. Wow. Uh, Actually it was weird 'cause like things were going along and you know, doing what they were supposed to do, and then all of a sudden they gave her some pain medicine. It was just like a you know, like a normal pain medicine, nothing not like a, not the epidural or anything like that. It was yeah. normal pain medicine. Knocked her out and it just stopped the process. So we ended up getting the stuff that kick starts that and uh then she ended up getting the epidural because it was like whew, man. You couldn't feel more useless as a man at that point. Yep. You know, I
1: just—I always just tried to stay up by the head and hold the hand and be supportive, and but so, other than that, stay out of everybody's way.
2: That's what I planned on doing, Dan. Uh-huh. Was staying okay. up by the head yeah. and saying "good job" and whatever I needed to say. But the the midwife, uh, by the way, we we went with midwives instead of doctors. Uh-huh. Uh, highly recommend. She was awesome. I know, obviously, they're not all going to be the same, but uh, like she was there almost the whole time. But she. You know, my wife's a very independent person, so she could tell that she kind of wanted to be left alone for a while. So she's was like, hey, you know, we're going to lay off. But then when things started to pick up, um, like she was massaging her back and just doing all stuff that a doctor wouldn't do, uh-huh. you know. So that was really, really nice. Um, so anyway, got down to it and she was like, all right, dad, you're going to grab this leg and hold this leg. And I was like, oh. looks like I'm going to be right here in the thick of things then. And uh, he started to come out and she's like, you want to look like you can see his head? And I was like, (laughs) not really. No, I was like, I don't have a very good stomach. And she's (laughs) like, oh, come on. So, uh, you know, I I was being called out at that point. Yeah.
1: Your manhood was (laughs) called into question.
2: (laughs) It was. It was. So I looked and it was crazy. It wasn't as gross as I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah. Cause you're just so caught up in like everything that's going on and like what's about to happen that like, I don't know. It just wasn't that gross.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But it was awesome. I'll I'll never forget my wife's reaction when, uh, when the baby came out and uh, it was really great. Yeah. Crazy experience. Very still hard to wrap my head around.
1: Yeah. It it gets no easier if you have more of them. (laughs) It's, yeah. it's still like crazy it's it yeah. never it never stops being awesome too yeah uh, you no, know when they when they're finally born
2: yeah it's been great so far, I mean, lack of sleep is whatever it's yeah. honestly, my wife's really really nice to me because obviously she is his food supply, so there's not a ton I can do other than change diapers right now, uh-huh. um, but she pretty much stays up with him and feeds him and changes his diapers and only wakes him up if she really has to. Um and then I kind of take him in the morning and let her sleep as long as possible. Uh, but last night he actually slept through most of the night, so that nice. was awesome. So I got a decent amount of sleep last night. All right. But, Perfect time for the thummies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been great. Highly recommend. Mhm.
1: Yeah, we'll uh we'll no doubt talk more about it in the in the <laughs> coming weeks. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: We're doing uh, uh, newborn pictures this weekend. Oh, Ooh. nice. Which, by the way, what a racket that is. It's expensive. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> you, t- you tag baby or wedding onto anything and it doubles the oh. price.
2: Right before the Bills game. Mm,
1: they better be <laughs> done in time.
2: Why? Well, and that's... Dumb. Dan, I made that known.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you one bit.
2: Yeah. Eric, okay. how does it make you feel
4: that your son is going to be seeing the Bills in the playoffs already.
2: Yeah, I said, I go, man, I've waited almost 18 years to see the Bills in the playoffs, and he's been alive for three days. <laughs> and the Bills are going to the playoffs. And I just wish he was a little older so that like, yeah. he could understand. Like, I, I've Why i listening... father is crying. Yeah, no, really. I, uh, I'll talk about this real quick, too. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Buffalo sports radio. So like the morning after they made the playoffs, I was just laying on the couch at the fireplace with him. He was just laying on my chest and I had Buffalo sports radio on my phone going and man, tear right up. I mean, all they did was take calls from, from, uh, fans telling, telling them like why it was so important to them. And most people ended up talking about like a, you know, a specific family member that, you know, they grew up watching Bill's games with or, or things like that, which I is a similar thing for me. Um, so it was cool even though he's, he'll never, he won't remember it. Like having him here to listen to all that. And I was, I was a blubbering idiot.
3: Yeah. It was pretty it's emotional.
2: Great. Yeah.
3: As even I, a non non like hardcore bills fan.
2: I, I remember, um, the day that Terry Pagula bought the bills which basically meant they were going to stay in Buffalo. Um, it was a similar situation. I was I had, happened to have the day off, so I just sat at home and listened to sports radio all day in Buffalo, and they did the same thing then, calling, you know, had fans calling about why it was so important to them. And, I mean, there's still a call. I remember the guy's name. His name was Junior. He's like a legend <laughs> in, in Buffalo sports fandom from his phone call. Uh, cause I mean, he, he just couldn't put it into better words than he did. And there was a guy who did the same thing for this, not junior, but a different guy. Um, yeah, it's, it's just awesome. It's a great yeah. fan base. And, and, uh, to kind of point to that, uh, for those that don't know, Andy Dalton, the quarterback that threw the touchdown to send the bills to the, to the playoffs, the bills and, and the bills fans as a way to thank him, uh, went and started donating $17 a piece for the 17 years they'd missed the playoffs to his uh, foundation that him and his wife have, it helps like um, I think it's underprivileged youth who might have like disabilities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But last I knew, I think it was approaching $300,000 had been raised. Wow.
1: Crap. That's awesome.
2: I love that. Yep. Just as a way to thank him.
3: Yeah. Uh (laughs) The hero. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Does that mean he's going to get a job in Buffalo after uh, he's done in Cincinnati?
2: Well, it's, it makes you like, as a player, you got to look at that and think, man, that's a place I'd like to play. Like, yeah, they love their team that much. Absolutely. It's incredible.
3: It's fun. I mean, there's a ton of bills fans around here and, uh, I would always ask people about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. ask dumb questions that I already knew the answer to just to kind of get the reaction. And everybody had the same, like before the game, the same, like, I know what's gonna happen. The Bills are gonna win, and then something <laughs> awful's gonna happen to one of the other like all of them oh, said yeah. the same thing. I thought Cincinnati
1: was gonna blow it. I really did. Well, yeah.
2: I was so they'll they, so try to make it as quick as I can. Cincinnati scored on fourth and twelve from the 49. On the third third down play it was like third and fifteen or whatever, is and they threw it two yards past the line of scrimmage. I was fucking livid. <laughs> I'm in my living room. I'm trying to be quiet because, like, baby's upstairs with my wife, and I don't want her to get mad at me. And, like, my mom and I are watching. I go, how the fuck are you throwing it two yards down the field? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm streaming it on my Roku TV, so it's a little behind. My friend Jeff texts me. All he said was, wow, 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 wow. And I, I stopped looking at my phone at that point because I knew it was either really good or really bad. What was Ooh, about to happen. Man. And, uh, <laughs> whew. Man, incredible. You
4: should never put your faith in Ohio football unless it's the Buckeyes.
2: Man. Yeah, yeah. that's That never happens for the Bills. Nope. Nice. Good they
3: sell. caught
2: their break. Yeah, it was a great week. Yeah. Great week.
1: All right. Let's uh before we get started with our thumbies awards, uh, I like to. I don't know if I did this last year, but uh our our podcast I, I guess is a little bit different than a lot of the other kind of more mainstream uh, games awards. I guess we only buy what we want to play we only, we don't buy everything we don't play everything uh the games we play are ones we choose to play either by buying them ourselves or or borrowing them from friends or uh, steam family sharing or the ps4 xbox uh family sharing so uh, we didn't play everything uh there's even some really popular triple a games that none of us played this year so um that's where uh our our Podcast kind of differs itself, like, I guess, a little bit from from some of the other the other more mainstream gaming outlets. So, yeah, that's uh, keep that in mind as we're as we're reading yeah, if our I awards. May, yeah, go ahead.
2: If I may say, add on to that. <clears throat> even with the popular games we did play, uh-huh. a lot of times we don't beat those games either. Yeah. So you know, a lot of the games on my lists are not games that I beat. It's just mm-hmm. what I felt when I played them.
1: Yeah. Yep. So without further ado uh i also changed up the order a little bit if you're listening if you're listening if you listened last year we kind of had set the order it's changed a little bit on Will's suggestion uh we'll give you credit for that will uh th- this will ideas. give you an idea of the games we didn't play <laughs> the games we wanted to play and the games we didn't get to play enough of uh right off the bat so you'll you'll know that thanks uh, so <laughs> what what I, I said i said i do have ideas and Corey's oh. the only one that laughed Oh, oh I I didn't, I didn't, hear, I didn't hear you. Hear you. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't laugh I didn't hear. Okay. Uh so for the first award it is the Game We Wish We Played award. This yeah. award is uh self-explanatory. It goes to a game we weren't able to play for whatever reason but wish we could have. And the winner of the 2017 Thummy for Game We Wish We Played is Wolfenstein 2. Mm. Okay. Wolfenstein 2, uh, for second place, there was a three-way tie between Hellblade, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And then third place was a tie between Star Wars Battlefront 2, Persona 5, and Neo.
3: Wow. So, Corey, we'll start with you. Uh, so, my number one was, well, I'll start backwards. Uh, number five, The Walking Dead Season 3. Mm-hmm. That came out? Exact. That was my exact reaction. Well, <laughs> I was I was reading through all. I was going through the list of games that came out last year, uh, trying to figure out which ones I had played and which ones I hadn't. And I saw that that the rest of that season came out in 2017, and I totally missed it. Uh, and I really enjoyed the first two seasons, so it's kind of a surprise for me. Um, that said, I do have a little bit of telltale fatigue, so that's probably why I missed it. Um, But, yeah, that's why it's my number five. My number four was Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. I don't have a PlayStation. Otherwise, I probably would have played this 100%. Uh, My number three was Hand of Fate 2. I really like the first Hand of Fate, one of those games that kind of came out of nowhere and incorporates uh, CCG, RPG. It's one of those genre mashup games set in, like, a fantasy uh, universe that... I really enjoyed the first one, and the second one is reviewing really well. So I do want to play that. Neo is number two. I think we were all excited about Neo prior to its release. I know after its release, it didn't review great, but um, I'm still Jones to play a little Neo. And my number one was Xenoblade Chronicles Two, mm-hmm. which Dan has played on Switch, and I'm jealous because I really liked the first Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is that what the Wii U one was called? Yep. I really enjoyed. So I'm jealous, uh-huh. but that was my number one.
2: Okay, what do you what do you got, Eric? Um, the only thing I'll say to that, Corey, is uh, Neo actually did review pretty well. Oh, yeah. it did. Yeah, and oh, I know okay.
1: it had it had a very big, uh, very uh, vocal cult following too. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Open Critic it. the uh, score is 88 for the their official score. Oh, okay, yeah. that's way better than I thought. Um, yeah, and you know what? Uh, for my so my list i 'll start with uh five was Mario and Rabbids kingdom battle huh. uh, <clears throat> i haven't played a game like that in quite a while really since probably since Xcom the first one yeah um I know they're they're a little different, but same kind of idea um i don't know, I just never got around to it. you guys really enjoyed it, so that was one that i you know I hoped I would get to, but did not. Number four was uncharted lost legacy uh it's the only piece of uncharted I have not played. And it, again, reviewed really well. So I'm sure at some point I'll play that. Uh, number three was Assassin's Creed Origins, which I have, thanks to Will. Uh, but I just never got around to diving into it. Um, it seems like I'll probably like that one quite a bit from what I've heard about it.
4: I think you would it's like it a lot.
2: The least Assassin's Creedy game of Assassin's Creed. Yep. <clears throat> which is a good thing. Uh-huh. Um, number two was Star Wars Battlefront Two. I was really excited and hoping that they were going to, you know, make a deeper game than what they put out last time. Um, but based upon the shit that they put out with all the, you know, the way that you could upgrade and unlock things, I, I couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on it. Um, number one for me was player unknowns battlegrounds and that was a recent development only because I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Okay. Okay. Um, so I didn't play the, the big Battle Royale game this year. I played the, I guess, the Stepchild, which I've loved. So that's why I put Unknown's Battlegrounds at number one.
4: In my opinion, Eric, I actually like Fortnite way more.
2: I've heard a couple people say that. I'll second that, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay, Will. Okay, so my number five is Hellblade. Number four, I had Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, because I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, I just never got around to actually playing it. I was a little disappointed in myself. At number three, I have Life is Strange Before the Storm. Sorry, Corey. It's all right. Didn't, didn't get around to doing that. No problem. Number uh, two, Wolfenstein The New Colossus, which is another game that I, I have, uh, thanks to Eric getting it, uh, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. And my number one, Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Huh? Uh,. I'll just say sorry.
3: <laughs> you never, you didn't touch it at all. You never even. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I
4: she... I meant to play it
3: when that, I finished school this bastard. semester, but do you know what <laughs> took
4: me? Do you know what took me away
1: from it?
3: What? Dragon Ball Z.
2: Oh, nice, oh, Will. Oh, man, I'll accept, I'll accept that. <laughs> no, it wasn't even a video game that took him out of it. it was a dumb cartoon <laughs> <laughs> from and a long
1: time is... ago.
4: That is why I didn't get any of those games in towards the, <laughs> the end. And there's a lot more that didn't make the my top 5 that I, I did not play. So yeah, uh, This could have been a long list
1: for me too, but I wanted to pick the top 5. I probably could have done 10 pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, same. Same here. Yep. Uh, My top 5, uh, at 5 I had Neo. 4 I had South Park, the Fractured Butthole, which I will play at some point. 3rd I had Wolfenstein 2. 2nd I had Persona 5. Mm. Um... Persona 5 and my my winner was Hellblade, was Sacrifice. Uh, Those two could be a coin toss. Either one of those games I really want to play. I probably will. uh, Now that Corey has Hellblade in his Steam library from Will, I will play that. So um, Persona 5 is the game on that list that I'm least likely to play, I guess. So
3: unfortunately,
1: but yeah, game we wish you played 2017 Thummy goes to Wolfenstein 2.
3: Can we just uh, for my own sake, because I'm trying to take the notes I have a uh, for the listeners, I have a master Thummies document that I try to keep updated mm-hmm. and it would be stellar if we could finish this episode and I would have all of that done. So, yeah, when we when we're done with an award, I'll just recap everything just so okay. I get in the flow of that. Just make sure I got everybody's. So the winner was Wolfenstein 2: the new Colossus, 2. correct? Yep. Uh, I had Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as number one. Eric had PUBG. Dan had Hellblade, Senua's, Senua's Sacrifice, and Will Senua, had Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn.
1: Yep.
2: Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Our second award. Popular game we're least likely to play. Um, wait. Uh, game. Okay. See, now my stuff's all out of order. Popular game we're least likely to play. This war goes out to a, a popular or well-reviewed game that we're not likely to play because we can't or we just don't freaking want to. Love it. And the winner is... Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> what? PUBG.
2: Oh, you I guys. A bunch, of, a bunch of haters in there. But will, will start,
1: start with you, Will. Uh,
4: so my number five is Injustice 2. Uh, this is a game that I see a lot of people wow. really liking and reviewing well, but uh, I don't really like fighting games. And did the... You play the first one? I did play the first one. Okay. Um, and my choice of fighting game is going to be Smash Brothers or the new Dragon Ball Z game that's coming out, so uh, I have no reason to play another one. At number four, I have Arms. Number three, Cuphead. I don't know. I played Cuphead once, found it really difficult, didn't have fun, and haven't gone back since. Uh, cool. It's just, I don't think it's for me. It's kind of like Dark Souls. I just don't like overly difficult games where I have to really have to spend a lot of time in. Chalk Uh, that up
2: to millennials.
4: Yeah, I mean, my whole life is lazy, so (laughs) if I have to exert anything into it. Shy away from a challenge.
2: (laughs) Hey, listen, Will, I'm right there with you.
4: Um, But number two, Star Wars Battlefront two. After the microtransaction stuff and all that, I just kind of pretty much swore off ever playing it. Um, and my number one is Player Unknown Battleground because I have Fortnite and all of my friends play Fortnite, so I'm more likely to play Fortnite.
2: Really? So, yep. Does Johnny play?
4: Johnny plays Fortnite and Player Unknown.
2: Oh, I gotta get some Fortnite in with Johnny.
4: So he plays. I think he plays more uh, PUBG though.
2: That's right. <laughs> get him off of that.
4: But he he's the only one that I know that plays PUBG a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great great comment in the chat from johnny and he said millennials walking around like they rent the place <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fantastic oh uh, uh, uh so so my my five games oh i forgot to mention star wars battlefront 2 came in second and destiny 2 came in third um so yeah, popular game, we're least likely to play for five. I had Persona Five, uh, just because I don't own the system that it's on, and I would have to borrow. Like if Will ever got it for his PlayStation, I would have to borrow that for a long time to be able to play it because uh, it's a very long game. So that's not likely to happen. At four, I had Call of Duty World War Two, uh, because I would only play the campaign, and I'm probably not going to buy the game just to play the campaign. Uh, third, I had Madden eighteen. I probably will never play a Madden, Madden. game again. It's good Madden. Oh, I know, but. It you know I just
3: have no reason to play it. Still uh, wait for nineteen.
1: What? No. Oh. Um, number two, I had, second I had Destiny two. Um, I don't like the whole games as a service concept. It drives me freaking crazy. Um, and Destiny two is the shining example of games as a service. Uh, uninteresting story, unlimited grind, not for me. And then for the winner, I had PUBG. Nice. Zero interest in playing Pokemon. You
2: guys are pathetic. Haters. Haters up in the house.
1: (laughs) So, yes, that's my list. Eric, go ahead.
2: Oh, baby. Uh, Number five. (laughs) Resident Evil 7. uh, Only because I'm a big pussy. Number four. uh, Actually, numbers four, three, and two are all for the same reason. I'll say the the games and then why. Uh, Number four was Neo. Number three was Persona 5. And number two was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And they're all too fucking long. Yep. (laughs) And then number one was you know what? This one might have an asterisk next to it. I, you you can tell me. I played the demo for this game for Nier.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and I didn't like it at all. So I'm never gonna play it again. Uh huh. That was my number one. Interesting. I thought it was very drab looking and just bleh. Uh-huh. I don't know. Didn't do anything for me.
1: Okay. What do you got, Corey?
2: Oh, Let's see here. What was the award category
3: there? Uh, popular game we're least likely to play. I had Injustice Man. 2 at number f- A. Yeah, I had Injustice 2 at number 5. Um, popular game that I very know.
2: 2 make two of these lists? <laughs> I know very little about it. I've never heard either of you mention that game.
3: Ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unlikely to play it. I did okay. have Destiny 2 at number 4 Um, for a lot of the reasons that Dan said. But um, I think I might play Destiny 2 at some oh. point. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, my number three was Tom Clancy's. Why do I have Ghost Recon 2? Wildlands? Wild
1: Did that come out this year?
3: Yeah, the beginning of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I put it on. <laughs> this isn't the first category. Wait, that game what made is it, it?
2: Rainbow Six Siege?
3: No, uh, Ghost Wild Recon Land. Wildlands.
2: Oh, yeah, that's this year. Uh, okay oh yeah uh,
3: that was my number th- that was my number three i i don't know the open world sort of um shooter phantom pain division the kind of thing i don't know not for me i'm not good at those games um the division is the only one i liked but that's just because i played with you guys so there's that uh number two is uncharted the lost legacy it's just I don't know. It's uncharted, and my number one was Star Wars Battlefront Two for a lot of the reasons why the game became so notorious this year. Uh, I really disliked the first one. I thought it looked all right and sounded great were my compliments, but other than that, I thought it was a uh, blank sort of uninteresting foray into the Star Wars universe. Uh, and there, I've seen nothing to convince me otherwise for battlefront two. So
2: it was like a, a regular burger, you know, with no bacon or cheddar or.
3: Yeah. Anything
2: yeah. It's like, it. just, just oh, a they, burger.
3: they got stormtroopers, They got Jedi's. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds
2: dead. good, but you have it, and you're like, yeah, I could use some other stuff. Yeah.
3: This is an uninteresting burger. This is nothing to write home about.
2: Right. Uh, so that was my number one. That said, I still want to play it.
1: <laughs> I, I want to try it. That's, I don't think that's why I didn't put it on my list.
2: Try is a better word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would probably play for an hour and get bored like I did with the first one.
3: Do we maybe consider changing this category to popular game we're least likely to try? No. For next nah, year?
1: I think it's I think it's okay.
2: Okay. That's
3: good. That's another thing I'll include in my notes as we go. If we decide right. to make any changes? Suggestions slash improvements for, for 2018.
4: Okay. Why? I'd rather try to figure it out next year. As a
1: full episode? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then have Dave just Rip us
1: a new one. <laughs> not just that, not just that, but we forgot like half the categories. Oh. We did.
3: We forgot quite a few, and that's why we ended up with twenty-four categories this yeah. year. That was uh, my favorite way, piece
2: of feedback this year.
3: Twenty after nine, we just finished category two. Yeah. So. No, we're,
2: we're, <laughs>
1: well, we we had to get some business oh, out of it. Right
3: yeah. Uh, winner uh, player unknowns battlegrounds. Uh, yeah. I had Star Wars Battlefront two. Eric had Nier Automata. Dan had player unknowns battlegrounds. Will had player unknowns battlegrounds.
1: Yeah. Um, next category, the one that got away. So the one that got away, uh, it's uh, this award goes to a game that we weren't able to finish or get everything out of it that we had wanted. So the winner for the one that got away is horizon zero dawn. And expected. I,
4: hey, it won something.
1: Uh, coming in second is divinity original sin two. And coming in third is near automata. So, Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got?
2: Uh, yeah, <clears throat> number five for me was SteamWorld Dig 2. I really enjoyed my time with that on the Switch, and I think that's partially because it was on the Switch, which mm-hmm. I really love. Um, yeah, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. It was a good purchase. <laughs> and I It's one that, you know, now with a kid, I think it's a good game that I'll be able to go back to at some point yep. here. Um, number four was Cuphead, and that really is just the difficulty aspect of it kind of uh, overwhelms me a little bit. Like I said, I, I relate to the millennials. Um, number three was Super Mario Odyssey. Um, even though I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Dan and Will maybe did, I still, you know, I still acknowledge it's a good game and one that I wish I had gotten a little more time with, and I certainly will at some point. Uh, number two was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I think that was the better game of the two huge Nintendo releases, in my opinion. Um, and I did spend a lot of time with it, but I think I would have at least liked to have seen out the, um, what are the big bosses called? What game is the, this again? Divine
4: Divine Beasts. Divine Beasts. The Divine
2: Beast. The Divine Beasts. I would have at least liked to have played through all the Divine Beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I probably would have gotten my money's worth. I think I still got my money's worth out of it, but you know, just to be able to, to play through all those and get all the powers and whatnot, I think would have been better for me. Mm-hmm. And the last one, was horizon zero dawn it's a fantastic game uh i i don't remember why i stopped playing it i don't know if something else came maybe did zelda come out around then
1: yeah zelda came out before it or was it it right after it was after
2: oh that's why i think it was after
4: zelda came out after yeah definitely
1: i know i yeah because i played horizon after zelda because i played it like two months after it came out or something
4: because Gorilla games was telling people to review the game quick because zelda was coming out okay. right after
3: horizon came out february 28th
1: oh was it february yeah
3: dang breath of the wild came out march 3rd so
2: yeah
3: so that's why i stopped playing. right after um,
2: <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just a fantastic game i was really into the story and the main character was awesome um the environments were really cool i thought the combat was fun so that's one I'd like to go back to at some point. Uh, whether I will or not is debatable, but great game. Wish I had played more of.
3: Okay, Corey? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll go in order. Uh, starting with number five, Hollow Knight, an uh, indie game that I really enjoyed. Had a nice uh, indie aesthetic, underground sort of death, uh, rogue legacy slash. What's that other one that's a lot like rogue legacy? Ori. What?
1: Ori and the Blind Forest.
3: No. Not going to come to me. Doesn't matter. Shovel Knight. No other... <laughs> Shovel Knight. Thank you, Will.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, really, really dug it. Did some interesting things. Had a nice aesthetic. Number four was the Long Dark, the survival game that we talked a, a good amount about uh, last week. I think we had a feedback about it. Yep. game I really enjoyed and... Lost a couple nights to just one of those games where you can't put down. Um, really enjoyed it, and I'm honestly, I'm not sure why I, I stopped playing it. Uh, I didn't get very far, but I was very impressed with what I did play. But number three was near automata, and I imagine we'll talk quite a bit more about that game, so I won't talk too much about it now. But I did, did really enjoy it, I thought it was uh, um. I'm trying to choose my words carefully without giving away some of my other award picks. But uh, I thought it did some interesting things that I hadn't seen before. So here's my number three. Divinity 2, Original Sin, was my number two. I'm actually surprised I didn't finish this, considering how much I loved the first game. It was my game of the year in 2014, I think it came out, or maybe 13. I don't know. but these like deep fantasy RPGs, um, I'm a sucker for. So that was my number two. And my number one was, same as Eric, Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that had everything going for it. Uh, I do think we've seen that formula before, so it didn't blow me away in that respect. But um, the setting and the character work I thought was unbelievable. And I, I seriously can't wait to play the Frozen Wilds DLC. Uh, it's going to happen at some point. Um unlike did you beat Eric that one? No, I did not. I was going to say unlike Eric I do plan to get back to it and beat it at some point. Uh, it's just unfortunate that I couldn't couldn't get to it this past year. And if I had a PS4 I absolutely would have played through it.
1: Okay. Uh I will go next. For my uh, my right. picks for the one that got away, number 5 was Splatoon 2. Now, I played quite a bit of it. And it's one that I wanted to continue playing throughout the year because I, I enjoy it as a multiplayer experience, uh, primarily because it doesn't. I don't like multiplayer. I don't like playing things with other people. But it doesn't really even feel like you're playing with other people. I guess because there's no there's barely any way for them to interact with you, which I like. Um, so that's one I I wanted to keep playing, and I just I just didn't. Um, fourth, I put Resident Evil Seven. Uh, I think I talked about this maybe last week, uh, or maybe I just talked with you guys about it. There's no reason why I didn't finish that. Like, oh yeah, I talked about it when, I, when we were talking about our, our resolutions for 2018. Uh, it's not a very long game. I'm probably three quarters of the way through it, uh, but I picked up something else, and I just never never played Resident Evil 7 again. I'm actually surprised you didn't beat it. I thought you did. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't, like I said, not very long. I'm most of the way through it. Corey's wiggling his bottle of vodka he's He's thinking you know vodka vodka. oh gotcha um so third xenoblade chronicles 2 had to put it on the list because i have not been able to touch my switch and (laughs) i can touch it but uh it's you know i usually like to play that a little bit during the day here and there and and sometimes at night but i have not played the switch because the kids have dominated it and it's frustrating uh second i put life is strange before the storm Really wanted to have that beaten by the end of the year. And before the thummy specifically, I just I just couldn't do it.
3: Let me down, Dan. I am so sorry, Corey. Thank you, okay. Dan.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? It's an early front runner for 2017's uh, 2018 Game of the Year.
2: There you go. So. Right up there for me,
3: too. It's a good 4 in February game, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, be, I'll have it beaten before then. Oh. Uh, and then my winner was Divinity Original Sin, too. Just waiting for the right time to get jump back into that. How I far definitely did you get
3: in that? Sorry
1: i I played for like thirty five hours. I just got to this. I just got onto the ship. <laughs> I got off the first island. Oh, okay, yeah, um, which is not super far. No, uh, but I still I <laughs> still put about thirty five to... hours into it. <laughs> yeah, that
3: game is <laughs> so that
1: if that gives you any idea of how long that game is. Uh, okay. Did I cover? Everyone? Will? Did I get you? You nope. did not. Okay, go ahead, Will.
4: Uh, my number five is Pokemon Ultra Moon. Number four, Halo Wars Two. Number three, Golf Story. Number two, Assassin's Creed Origins, and number one, Near Automata.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, Corey, need a refresher.
3: Winner, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, yeah. Eric and I had Horizon. Dan had Divinity Original Sin <coughs> Two, and Will had Near Automata. Mm-hmm. A tomato.
1: A near a tomato. Okay, uh, 2017's 2016 Game of the Year, or however that's worded. Is it 2016's 2017 Game of the Year?
3: I always call it this year's last year's Game of the Year.
1: This year, so it would be 2017's 2016 Game of the Year. Mm -hmm.
3: That's
1: how it is. Uh, So, yeah, this award goes to a game from last year that came out last year that we most enjoyed this year. And the winner is... Stardew Valley. Oh. Stardew Valley running away with it, too. This, there, was yeah. an obvious,
2: there was an obvious choice there, boys.
1: <laughs> uh, number two is a tie between Final Fantasy XV and Rocket League. Oh. And number three is a tie between Oxenfree and the Turing Test. Interesting. So, uh, Corey, we'll start with you.
3: Sure. So uh, my number... Five was RimWorld, a game I did play early in this year, and another one I really enjoyed. Uh, probably would have made my the one that got away list if it had come out this year. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. So this is the list it made it in. It's that uh, procedurally procedurally generated... I think like Dwarf Fortress is the comparison a lot of people make. Uh, the accessible version of Dwarf Fortress. Very deep strategy game. Survival... Uh, real time, whatever you want to call it, um, that I enjoyed and enjoyed talking about. It's one of those things where weird, you kind of create your own weird stories and strange things happen and it can happen and it can be really interesting. So room World's my number five. My number four was world of final fantasy, a game I barely remember playing, but I remember talking about it on the podcast and talking about just how strange it was with all the hats and just the Japanese-ness of that game is out of this world. Um, but it did come out last year. Uh, I actually think it came out this year on PC, right? So, yeah, maybe it. sounds I weird. don't know. Civ of six uh, was my number three, which I actually just played through Civ six again this past weekend and beat it. I had a re- religious victory, um, but that game, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, I guess you could add the, it to the list. That's the
1: first beaten game of 2018.
3: Yeah. I no, I beat it. I beat it in 2000. Oh no, you're right. That would be 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, I mean, as Civ experiences go, I just lost several evenings to it, yeah. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Just That's gone. my fear
1: with playing something like that, or Crusader Kings, it just, yeah. time just melts away. It
3: was it was seriously like 24 hours to get this yeah. religious victory, I was really happy when I did it, and I did it on Prince difficulty, which I think is the next one up, the the basic one, the mm. medium one, so... I was really happy about that. My number two was Oxenfree. I played it for four in February and was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I have I have a hard time getting into these point-and-click adventures, but I thought that this one was short enough and poignant enough to deserve uh, second place. And my number one was Stardew Valley. Um, I did play a little bit of it this year. I didn't play a ton of it this year, but same with last year. Um, I think, I think the award I gave to was Dying Light. It's just one of those games that we kept, referring back to and kept talking about and was always relevant in our conversations um so for me it, that's why it was my number one
1: gotcha okay will what are we on <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> 2017 2016 game of the year
4: um, my number five is overwatch number four pokemon moon number number three forza horizon three my number two stardew valley and my number one final fantasy 15 which i never ended up beating last year when i gave it my game of the year so this year uh i ended up getting through it and ended up beating it and playing it uh for many hours after completing the main story and i'm looking forward to the pc release so i can play it yet again because man that uh final fantasy 15 is something else and i think that game gets hated on unnecessarily by more like core final fantasy fans but i think that game's amazing
1: huh go ahead eric
2: I actually only put two on this list. Uh, You know, and Tito makes me wonder if Rocket League is valid here. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It came out on something last year, probably. That's what
2: I said. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: that's fine. All right. And it didn't
2: win either way. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, That was my number one. My number two was Stardew Valley, because I think I may have played something else, but very briefly. Uh Um, Yeah. Okay. Rocket League's better than everything.
1: Gotcha. Um. So for my list, I didn't have a fifth. I couldn't remember uh, five games that I played that came out last year. Uh, before I had Overwatch, also will. I didn't play a lot this year, but I Same. played... Every time I played it, it was a freaking blast. And it's one of those games I wish I could go back to and play frequently, but you know, uh, I it's wish, too much of a time sink.
4: I really wish like, we played it more. Yeah, you Because know? every time I do play, like you said, I have a blast with it, but I never... The-
1: the mystery more than i should yeah the mystery heroes thing is awesome i love doing that it's so fun but it's my favorite mode yeah me too anyway uh third is soma which i came out last year that i played for four in february that i loved uh second i had turing the turing test uh, another kind of first person puzzle game uh similar to um (sighs) damn it portal and what's the 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 not the i haven't played the witness what's the other one that i play that i loved that i can never think of the name of talus principle that's what it is it's along those lines uh and then my number one was was stardew valley uh like you eric uh you didn't know if rocket league was valid i wasn't sure about stardew valley because i know it came out last year but i played it a ton on the switch this year which it came out this year for so it was all eligible for this year's awards but i still consider it like a last year game that came out this year on on the switch. So played a ton of that. So that was my number one.
2: We make our own rules around here. Damn it.
1: We do. We bend our own rules and that's okay. So yeah, the winner for 2017, 2016 game of the year is stardew Valley.
3: And I've got me at stardew Valley. Will at final fantasy 15, Eric at rocket league and Dan at, what did you say, Dan? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Right. Yep. Okay.
1: All right. Next award is the Best multiplayer experience this award goes out to the game that offers high quality co-op or competitive multiplayer gameplay or features the winner of the 2017 Thummy for best multiplayer experience is a tie between call of duty world war ii and fortnite battle royale
3: you guys i mean my so we should say at this point, what we like to do when there's a tie for the first place award is we hash it out. We suss it out and agree on a winner. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have
4: something to say to this. I completely forgot to add Fortnite to my list.
3: It's too late, man.
2: So it sounds like you're... you're. It
4: sounds you're Fortnite. If I had Fortnite on my list, it would have been number one.
3: So you're there okay with making Fortnite number one?
4: Yes, even though my number one is not
3: Fortnite.
2: Honorable,
3: will. That is very honorable of you. Uh, I feel strongly about Fortnite. I did not play Call of Duty: World War II, so I can't really argue for or against it. I know that's not helpful, but that's well, why I, I only stand. had
2: two two games on here. I had Call of Duty at number two and Fortnite at number one.
3: Oh. Should we maybe go through our, our list and then decide? Yeah. Okay. So. Go ahead, Eric, Eric. Just, you were
2: yeah yeah i just i had it too um call of duty uh-huh. is is the uh, my favorite one and god knows how long uh-huh. um i've put over a day into just multiplayer i haven't even touched the single player Um uh, played with a lot of different a lot of uh, people from work and stuff that i haven't played video games with before so that was fun to do uh, played with will a couple of times um played zombies with will which we did really well when we shouldn't have, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really well made. I think all but, like, one of the maps I really like. Uh, there's I don't really have many complaints about I've really, really enjoyed my time with it. Um, and then Fortnite, man, kind of came out of left field for me the last couple of months of the uh, year here. A couple of my friends at work were playing it, and um, we got in there, and it is really fun. It's it's not a perfect game by any means, but it's intense. And when you get down to the end and it's like your team against another team, it's really intense. And it's it's a blast when you get that sweet taste of victory. It's amazing.
1: Nice. Uh, I'll go next only because my games are irrelevant to the discussion of the winner. Uh, So for fifth, I picked Splatoon 2. Uh, Fourth, I picked Divinity Original Sin 2, not because of what I did multiplayer wise but what it was capable of multiplayer wise with the whole uh, uh dungeon master mode and all that stuff yeah uh, so that's why i put it on the list good point Th- third i put rocket league um i played when rocket league first came out on switch i put a good like six to eight hours in immediately um it's great great co-op game great multiplayer game uh number two i put snipper clips Probably the oh, only okay. time that'll get mentioned this year, but that game was awesome to play, uh, co-op. It's a really interesting and neat puzzle game. Uh, and then my winner was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which came. It was tied for second on the list. So, Corey, go ahead.
3: Uh, so my number five was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. When I played it for the first time on PC, uh, one of the very few games I've purchased this year. Uh, when I played it on PC, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a little rough around the edges, and I was terrible at it, but that's that's kind of uh, the standard at this point for me and competitive shooters. Uh, my number four was Cuphead. I played co-op Cuphead for um, multiple hours with a friend of mine, and we had a great time doing it. Uh, my number three was Super Mario Odyssey. Same, same friend, same scenario. Uh, I let him play as Mario, and I was the hat. And uh, it was a lot more fun than, than it sounded on paper.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, but once we got into it and started drinking and stuff, I had a really good time just being the hat. It was, nice. it was pretty fun. And when you're playing with a friend who hasn't experienced the game yet and like watching their reactions to all the things that are happening um, for a game that you really enjoy, it's, it's really exciting. So that was fun. My number two was Fortnite. Uh, Will and I played some Fortnite on the night of our Extra Life charity um stream oops i just unplugged something are you guys still there yep (laughs) okay here oh we're here uh really enjoyed that even though we played for like three hours and i had zero kills we fired a total of six months it's
2: not out of the norm
3: (laughs) and not for me no that's that's pretty uh that's pretty that's pretty on average for me uh, and my number one, I had Middle Earth: Shadow of War, just um, for the potential that was there. I had a good time doing the the fort raiding, and and and, and uh, I didn't really experience it, but just the idea of all of that stuff baked into that game, I thought was pretty exciting. And and more in line with what I'm looking for in multiplayer versus the more competitive, you know, challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well,
2: I really want to talk about Fortnite. I know this is not the night to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: OK, so my number three is an oddball one, but I have HQ trivia simply for the fact of I've had a lot of fun. Whenever I'm with somebody and we get that notification that it's about to go live and we jump in, like, Corey and I on, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatnot, like, mm. it's fun to get the family around and sit around and try to answer questions. And as just yeah. pure stupidity coming out of the chat, I enjoy reading the chat when I can. Good pick, um, Will. I didn't
3: even think of that. I didn't either. I would have put that on there.
4: Yeah, and it's just, like, total fun, and I still play it. Uh, if I'm free to be able to sit down and play it, like, I will still play it and have. I just have a blast with it. My number two is Halo Wars 2. Uh, I play this game a lot with one of my friends from work, and we love this game. And it's kind of a game that got lost in the shuffle like towards the summertime and the end of the year. And it's something that I want to go back and play through more of and play through more of the campaign and play more multiplayer matches. And my number one is Call of Duty World War Two. I have never played a multiplayer game so much within the last like two years, probably. like I just don't play multiplayer games that much anymore for more than... A couple hours but i put in as like i think a day's worth of gameplay online um i love it um and like i said Fortnite would probably be my actual number two so everything would get moved back one um so halo wars 2 would be three and hq trivia would be four mm-hmm. okay
1: all right well, let's pick a winner shall we
3: dan what was I'll your pick again? one
1: what was my number one
3: yeah did you say
1: mario kart 8 deluxe
3: did you talk about your picks
1: yeah yeah, no, I said they're not relevant to the to the winner, oh, oh, so I okay. just
3: yeah, i right. lost over them.
1: Well, what are it our thoughts like here?
2: Fortnite to me, I don't think I think here.
1: I think Fortnite too. Uh, Will because Will didn't even put it on his list and should have.
2: Yeah. And if
1: I had to pick between the two games, I would probably play Fortnite over Call of Duty World War 2 for multiplayer.
3: Yeah. So well, that was easy. Yeah. yeah. So I've got Fortnite as the winner. Eric had Fortnite. Dan had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I had Middle-Earth Shadow of War. And Will had Call of Duty World War II.
1: Okay. Next category. Best on-the-go experience. So this award goes to a game that excels at all of our our traditional metrics of a good game that also happens to be portable. So the winner for the 2017 Thummy for best on-the-go experience is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. I number really two. felt bad for HQ Trivia and like these other mobile <laughs> games for this category. did, did stand a chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> uh, number two was Super Mario Odyssey. And number three was Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Wow. Um, three no Switch Star games. New Valley on there. No. Uh, I had it on right. my list. So did I.
2: Uh, I had it
1: pretty see. high on my list. Okay, I had it at fifth. Stardew wow. Valley. Uh, four, I had legend of Zelda breath of the wild. Third, I had Mario Kart eight deluxe. Second, I had Mario and rabbits kingdom battle. And first I had super Mario odyssey. I think that's primarily because it ran so well in handheld mode. Um, a lot better than any of the games on the list. It, it ran, it looked almost identical to the on screen. I know they, they, they cut some corners, uh, and distance objects and stuff but it ran like a solid 60 frames and and played great on the handheld and that's why i put it as my best on the go experience game Corey, what do you got
3: so i had um, mostly switch games but my winner was not a switch game Uh, i had golf story at number five a surprisingly good indie game out of australia for the switch um, consumable chunks, easy to save whenever, which I think is important for this category. Uh, my number four was Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, uh, a game uh, I adored. But uh, compared to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is my number three, and Super Mario Odyssey at number two, um, again, like, the the ability to stop, I think, is important for this category, for me anyway, to pick up and, and go and just stop whenever. Um, so, yeah, my number two is Super Mario Odyssey, a game I thought... <clears throat> even though maybe legend of Zelda breath of the wild is a better game. I felt like super Mario odyssey was more consumable in smaller chunks. And that's why I, yeah. I chose that ahead of, of legend of Zelda breath of the wild. But my number one was bury me. My love the iOS game. I've talked quite a bit about the last few weeks. Um, you hipster. It, it's well, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's like bread for this category in my opinion, because it is, yeah. you can, you consume it in the same way you consume text messages from your friends. Um, which I think is perfect. I yeah. did talk a little bit about it last week, but there's a slider so you can speed it up or slow it down. Uh, I did it all in real time, and it went over the span of like three weeks. Uh, occasional text message here and there. Um, uh, really poignant, meaningful game, and uh, that's why that's that's my number one. Nice. Okay. Eric, what do you got?
2: Um, mine are all games from the Switch. Number four, I had SteamWorld Dig 2. Number three was Super Mario Odyssey. Number two... Was Stardew Valley and number one was Legend of Zelda. Uh-huh. Breath of the Wild. William. Tough to beat a game of that quality on the go.
1: Yeah. That well, I mean that that was the idea behind the Switch. It's Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, so
4: my number five is Pokemon Ultra Moon. My number four is Super Mario Odyssey. My number three is Fire Emblem Warriors. My number two is Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. My number one Legend of the Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Simply for the fact that I used to play this game in bed super late at night and think to myself I cannot believe that I'm playing this on a handheld right now. Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay,
3: I got everybody, right? Yep. We have got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the winner of the best on-the-go experience category. Dan had Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had Bury Me My Love for iOS. Uh, Eric had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Will had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So cleaned up.
1: Okay, next category is most complete experience. Uh, This award is subjective, uh, but goes out to a game that offers a complete experience. Whatever that happens to mean to us individually, I guess, right? Yeah. The winner for the 2017 Thummy for the most complete experience goes to Super Mario Odyssey.
2: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) I'll let you get started, Eric. Go ahead.
2: I mean, it was (laughs) on my list. I I only put three games on here. You know, okay. The list of games that I played this year w- is embarrassing. So if I, <laughs> it feels like I didn't put a lot of games in some of the categories, that is why. Um, yeah, so I had Super Mario Odyssey at number three. Uh-huh. I had Legend of Zelda at number two and Horizon Zero Dawn at number one.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, I should say two. Two was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and three was Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: So it was the opposite of my... Put my around. Is what you're saying,
3: mm-hmm. Corey? Most complete experience. So um, I take this category in a few different directions every year, but this year for me it was like the game that I enjoyed, but ha- and also had no complaints about, uh, which doesn't necessarily make it the best game. It's just a game that didn't offend me really in any way. Uh-huh. So um, my number five was Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. My number four was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, my number three was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, which again is probably the better game. But uh, there were enough things there in Breath of the Wild where I was like, okay, that kind of bothers me, you know? Just there was enough things in there taking me out of the game that for, for this category uh, didn't work for me. Number two was Horizon Zero Dawn. Same kind of thing, like a giant game doing a lot of different things. A lot of it was very awesome. Some of it didn't really work for me. Uh, but yeah, most complete experience for me was Super Mario Odyssey. I have no complaints about that game. Um, I thought it was really, really, really well done. Uh, it never lost pace. Uh, and it, it really brought the 3D Marios back into the, the, the center stage. Uh, and I have so few complaints and, and very high peaks in that game, uh, if that makes sense. There were, there were some very awesome moments for that game that really elevated it for me.
4: That's funny because I remember when you played it and beat it, you were like, "Yeah, no, it's like a good game, but you didn't love it as much as like me or Dan or even right, yeah, even Eric." Right? Yeah. Actually,
3: shocked to hear yeah. this nonsense. So well, I'm, that, so I mean, that's that, that's kind of my point. You know, it's it's like it's just a it's a safe Mario game. It's a good complete right. experience without upsetting me in any way, shape, or form. I,
2: I think we look at complete experience different because my my opinion of complete experience is a game like Horizon Zero Dawn. It's got a good story. It's got good characters. It's got a lot to do. A great environment. All that stuff. Well, then
3: why why don't we just call it Game of the Year then?
2: Well, I'm I'm just telling you what my opinion is, Corey. Right. Yeah. You could. Maybe that is my Game of the Year. Maybe. Who knows?
3: Maybe. But I I think it's a more. It's a more.
2: It's a more complete game to me than Super Mario Odyssey, which did nothing but play it safe, in my opinion. Like it's it's a Mario game. I mean, you can throw your hat on stuff and control that stuff, which is cool. But at the end of the day, like it's like you said, it feels like a pretty safe Mario game to me. I can't believe that like even higher than Legend of Zelda.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean I and and that's kind of what we touched on, right, at the top of the episode is is our awards are very subjective and we all we kinda have our own justifications for the award categories, and it sounds like yeah, this is yeah. one where we're pretty different on. So yeah.
1: yeah. Uh yeah, my my list is it it's almost I don't want to see like B uh, B list game of the year games because some of them are on my list for the game of the year. But like it, it, I liked the the games I picked are ones that offered a variety of of different things for for different different people, you know. Uh, so number five I picked Pyre uh, because Pyre has the you know the story and then the I don't want to say esports, but it's almost like an eSport type of multiplayer. Uh, experience. I actually, I actually, That's one I should have put on my best multiplayer experience list. Uh, number four, I put Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, a game on paper that I should have loved. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would or probably should have. Uh, number three is Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, which I think is a criminally underrated game. Uh, it was very long. There was some really dry parts, but uh, ultimately I really liked it. Number two, I put Nier Automata. I um, and then for my winner, I had Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I think there's something there for everyone in Super Mario Odyssey. Um, so that was my number one. Will. So
4: my what number four is uh, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh, that's a game that I had a blast playing, and it kind of caught me off surprise about how much I was actually going to really like the game. Um, I thought it was awesome. Uh, My number three is Super Mario Odyssey. My number two is Pyre. And my number one is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild.
1: Good
2: man, Will.
3: <clears throat> nice. I missed everybody's winner for that one. That's okay. <laughs> Except for my own. Ob- obviously.
1: Mine was Mario Odyssey. Do Corey? Breath okay, the so wild.
3: the winner was Super Mario Odyssey. Dan and I had Super Mario Odyssey. Will had Breath of the Wild. Eric had... Horizon? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. All right. Breath of
1: Fresh Air. So Breath of Fresh Air, uh, this award goes out to a game that's refreshing, innovative, novel, or that stands out in some way from other releases. So the winner for Breath of Fresh Air, the 2017 Thummy, is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Cool. Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got?
2: Uh, again, I only had two on my list. I had um, Everybody's Golf at number two, and I had Cuphead at number one. Um, Everybody's Golf was a breath of fresh air for me, just because I haven't played a, a really good golf game that I liked in a long time. Um, and that game was just perfect. It's it's very easy to hop in and out of, which is what I'm looking for nowadays. Um, it's really well made. It's fun. It's challenging. It's got a lot going for it. Um, Cuphead was a breath of fresh air solely because of its art style and music uh-huh. for me. I think that's, I've never seen a game. I, I don't think like that. Uh-uh. So nice. you know the other stuff has been done before, but it's the, the art style and the, yeah. and the music. I think what set it apart.
1: Absolutely.
4: Will. Um, so my number five is Doki Doki literature club. I have never played anything like that. And while I like to poke fun at that game a little bit, uh, it was a very interesting story told in it, and uh, it was unlike anything that I'd ever played. Number four, I had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because I've never been more immersed in a world uh, than I was in this game. And I kept it low because... Overall, it's not as breath of fresh airy as the one through three on my list, but I wanted to give it a little bit of due for that because I thought the world building and everything in it was just so different for a Zelda game um, that I was like blown away by it. Uh, And then my number three is Nier Automata. Uh, My number two is Golf Story. And my number one is Pyre because I think Pyre did just about everything right in that game. Um, I've never really played, like, a sports, like, RPG game like that, and I thought it was super interesting, and in how they worked all of those elements together in a one game. And the rights were awesome. Like, every time you're about to do, uh, compete in a right, I always got kind of, like, a little, like, pumped up for it, because I just thought it was so cool. Like, you're trying to, like, compete in these sport games to try and, um, save your
1: team. Like, that's so cool to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my list was five. I had golf story, uh, for obvious reasons that you don't play golf RPGs all that much. And it was, uh, funny and interesting and, and, and awesome. Surprisingly awesome Four, I had resident evil seven, uh, just because playing a scary game for one, an actual legitimately scary game, uh, is something that doesn't happen all that often. A lot of too many games go for the jump scares, which get really old after a while. Um, third, I had pyre. Same reasons as Will. Pyre was was awesome. Second, I had Nier Automata, and number one, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh, that game was amazing. And that's all I have. Corey?
3: Yes, yeah, so my list uh, is, is fairly similar to Dan's. Well, not really, actually, but uh, my number five <laughs> and number four, I did not applicable, okay. um, which is something we talked a little bit about this year. I've played fewer games. I've beaten, or I'm sorry, I have played fewer games this year than I've beaten in past years so for me a lot of categories this year i'm like i don't want to cheapen cheapen the category by picking games that i'm just picking because that's the only other games i've played so i do have a lot of not applicable um this year so five and four were not applicable for me but number three i had Fortnite, uh breath of fresh fresh air i know we do the 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 battle royale thing is kind of new this year um but i thought Fortnite really perfected it um PUBG was kind of raw and new, but uh, Fortnite was, you know, the the AAA uh, developer coming in and and really. Mastering it for lack of a better word, I know there's a lot more they can do, but um, for how early it is in that new genre, I think Epic Games did a really good job. But number two was near automata, I've never played a game like that that switch perspective so quickly, um, yep. back and forth between 3D to, to 2D to over the shoulder to whatever, uh, just went especially that first couple hours of that game,
1: yeah. Well, one thing I forgot to mention about that too is how seamlessly the controls work when it switches right. perspectives like that.
3: Yes, yeah. crazy yep. that it it's can still work comfortable. So well. You you you're you're still in control of your character at the same uh, proficiency as you were in the yeah. previous perspective. So yeah. it, it's really impressive the way that that all seamlessly ties together. Um, and I, again, I didn't play a ton of that game. I don't. Does it continue to do that throughout the game, or is it really just those first few hours?
1: It gets better too. Okay,
3: there you go. Uh, My number one, like Dan, was Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. A lot of this stems from how much I dislike the new XCOM games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have major issues with how those games are designed. And to play a silly Nintendo game based on Mario characters in the same kind of genre that really made it fun and uh, entertaining and I mean, even the even the world exploration kind of thing is such an inane but interesting part of that game that for me, it was just it's kind of like it's kind of like what Stardew Valley did for Hearthman, last year. Oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yep. You know,
1: that's a good that's uh, a good analogy. That's,
3: that's how I feel about Mario Rabbit Rabbits Kingdom Battle. It's it's I, I can enjoy this genre of game, even though it's just a silly Mario Nintendo game. Yeah. So that was my number one.
1: Okay. Uh, I covered everyone, right? hmm Okay. So yeah, the winner of the twenty seventeen thummy for Breath of Fresh Air was Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle. Right? Yeah. Corey, did you uh, get it? You record everyone's winners. Yeah,
3: let me just double check. I have Eric with Cuphead, yep. Will with Pyre, and me and Dan with Mario and Rabbids.
1: Huh. Okay. Uh we are gonna take a quick bathroom and drink break, and we'll be back in just a minute with the Please Stop Award. Welcome back to the Thummies episode of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Let us continue. So before the break, I said we would be doing the Please Stop Award. Uh, The Please Stop Award. This award goes to a game or franchise whose release or practices should just stop. The winner is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Runners up ties between Animal Crossing Pocket Camp yearly sports games Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and then third was a tie between Super Mario Run, Bethesda, and Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh. So, Corey, we will start with you.
3: Um, like the last category, I abstained from fifth and fourth. My number three was Star Wars Battlefront II. For its multiplayer progression, um, which so thankfully you just
2: they want that to stop not the not the Star Wars battle.
3: <laughs> well, so I don't want to I don't want to throw our our judge and jury under the bus. Mm. Uh, but yes, that is specifically what I wanted to stop. I would love to see more Star Wars Battlefront games, better ones, of course. But uh, yeah, um, the multiplayer progression thing I thought was the most offensive aspect of that. Thankfully, they sort of backtracked on it. So. Mm that's why it's my number three uh my number two was PUBG's bravado the whole uh we're gonna sue epic for coming out with Fortnite." Uh, it's so similar to our game blah, 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 blah. uh i mean it's just it, it's as with anything everything is nothing until it's something and like so many people have good ideas and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds had a great idea for a video game, but it's how you execute on it that really makes the difference. Uh, and and, and they're, not, they're nothing special because they had a good idea. Everybody has good ideas. Everybody's good ideas are stolen, and everybody's good ideas are made better by somebody who can afford to, somebody who has the understanding, somebody who has the know-how in the industry to make it better. Um, so their whole, their whole idea of, oh, we're going to sue Epic because they came out with this game that's very similar to ours... Um, kind of backfired on them and I'm thankful for that. So yeah, the, the pub bravado was my number two. And my number one is yearly sports games. This is probably the first year where I didn't play any sports games from this year. Uh, but I don't feel like I missed anything. And I think I played, I think I played NHL last year's NHL a few times this year. And I'm like, uh eh, it's NHL, you know, and I don't feel like my feeling would be any different if I played this year's games. So mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I also I only had two games on my list actually. Uh, my second one was Super Mario Run. Um, that came out on Android, I think, in March. Oh, did it? Yes.
2: I had it on my list, but took it off when I realized it was last year. Oh yeah. So, sorry, was, I didn't realize.
1: It was iOS, like right before Christmas or right before New Year's, and then Android it came out. I th- I think it was March, but I put that one not because I didn't like the game, but because the whole like kingdom building thing. I just didn't feel like that sort of thing was necessary, and I hate how they kind of shoehorn that stuff in for you to play more of the game. I wish they had just done like levels, like like a Mario uh, side-scrolling Mario game, you know. Uh, even if they had done gone like uh, the Mario Maker route and had like player-submitted levels, I'm sure they could figure out some way to do that on on mobile devices. I would rather see them go that route than the the dumb kingdom upgrading stuff. That just didn't feel like Mario to me. Uh, And then my first one was Middle Earth Shadow of War. Why do they need to shoehorn loot boxes and all that stuff into every single freaking game? I'm just tired of that. That whole thing. It's just it's frustrating. Didn't need to be there. So I know you could ignore it, but it's still there. It's this specter lingering in the back of your mind whenever you play play that type of game. Like, oh, they're, you know, they're goading you into spending money on actual things.
3: Somebody posted, I, I saw this recently, and, and somebody posted something along the lines of uh, If we don't accept loot boxes, then we have to get used to more expensive games. And I'm thinking to myself, um, I says to myself, I says self.
2: So I said uh, self.
3: <laughs> no, I just, I'm like, I'm okay with a little bit more expensive games if it gets rid of this sort of play to win thing, you know? Yeah. I'm okay with the cosmetic microtransactions, whatever, yeah. that's fine. Um, But once we start influencing gameplay with the loot boxes and stuff like that, that, that's when I'm like, you know what, I'll pay 70 bucks for a new release. That's fine. We've been paying 60 bucks for new releases for how many years? Like, I feel like you factor in inflation and everything. We're getting we're getting these games out of steel, essentially.
1: Nobody pays
3: compared to what they're historically at.
1: Plus, like, I haven't paid full retail price for a game in, I don't know, years. Because yeah. whenever you get a new physical release from Amazon, it's the you get the 20%, 20% off or whatever. Right. Uh, Best Buy has the same thing. And then yep. anything I buy on PC, it's usually Green Man Gaming. And I get at least, like, 15 or 20% off. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. it's frustrating. But, uh, Corey, did I get you? I get you. Eric, what do you got?
2: One thing and one thing only Dan. animal crossing pocket camp
1: animal crossing
4: pocket <laughs> <Game> <laughs> camp
2: flows, <laughs> gotcha, what a waste of space, yeah, waste of gigabytes
4: they had
3: potential for that game, and they just blew it kind of... egg, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you guys, <clears throat> okay,
2: you know, I honestly forgot that this category was uh more than just games but things about games, yeah, otherwise, I'd have had some more
3: mm-hmm. to to be fair uh. Will, I think, started this category, and last year he picked things outside of games, like gaming industry things, uh, and the rest of us had just picked games. So this year I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick some things outside of games. So, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Will that leads into
4: my number two? I have Bethesda. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of them trotting out Skyrim, Doom. And Fallout Four for everything, and putting out nothing. It just gets lumped in because I don't need Doom on a whole big shtick on Doom on the Switch, Doom VR. It's the same thing with Fallout Four, but Skyrim is my biggest complaint. Like, what are we going to be having smart TVs that can run Skyrim now? Like, is this what they're going to keep doing and keep putting off their their new games? Like. I don't need that. I don't care. The only thing that they did interesting this year was the new Colossus.
2: They can't do any better than Skyrim, and they know it.
4: I just, as a consumer of video games, I just do not want to see Skyrim on year... What are we on? Eight now? Six. Six? Seven? Feels like a decade at this point.
3: It's one thing to release it, but it's another to like celebrate it.
4: And they do every single
3: time. Yeah.
2: Whatever, I just, guys, you're way off base
3: here. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on the Bethesda stuff, Will. Um, and then, like,
4: they're suing companies for using scrolls, like that happened a couple years ago. But it's stuff like that. It's well, just like
0: suing companies. We
4: they have to. Yeah. They have to have their own game client now because we're Bethesda. We can have a game client like everybody else. Like, no, can we just not?
1: I'm 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 okay and actually glad that they're putting their games on the Switch um skyrim skyrim especially like a lot of people got a lot of enjoyment out of playing and some people it was their first experience playing skyrim you know <laughs> you're looking at a system that's going to sell a lot of a lot of systems um and you know probably non-traditional gamers are going to pick that system up and now we'll have access to
3: skyrim
4: well i don't it, i don't i, can't I don't wait. think go ahead well i was gonna say i can't it's wait here. until i have to get like a scientific calculator and i can play some on it like it's it's coming it'll be it'll be and
3: they'll have a press release about it when that happens don't worry
1: skyrim's gonna be the new uh doom how you put doom on anything on anything with a screen it's gonna be skyrim now like even that that uh led bar on the uh new macbooks uh someone got doom running on that
3: todd howard will be marching on stage at the texas instruments Catalina Wine Mixer and Skyrim's coming to the next graphing calculator, and everybody will applaud.
4: Yeah, it's just like I'm going to flip a
1: table if I see a Destructoid article or a Kotaku article about Skyrim. Like, yeah, stop. No, I'm, o- I'm okay with with making your games available on lots of platforms because then people have a chance to play them.
4: Yeah, and like that's good and noble and good on Bethesda, but just like, yeah, I think it more comes down to the. <laughs> Tire fire that was Fallout Four, yeah. and then yeah. then not releasing anything further to the... Elder Scrolls, and then like their E three.
1: Oh, this is all coming out this year, and it all sucked. Besides Wolfenstein, <sighs> uh, my question is: Are the VR versions of those games separate versions that you have Who to cares? buy? Or... Well, I was just I was curious because that would <laughs> be <laughs> bad, bad. That's a good question. I don't know actually. Or is it like, can you, like, if I have Fallout 4 and I get a VR headset, I can play via Fallout 4 in VR mm-hmm. and VR and I don't have to buy the special VR edition. You know, if I know Bethesda, it's probably its own separate edition. The FBI. Yeah, that's that was my thought, too. And that's egregious. Yeah.
4: And that leads to my but... number one, which we talked about, which is the Star Wars Battlefront 2 yeah. stuff. Uh, as Eric said, no, it is not the Star Wars Battlefront game itself. It's the the jank that they tried pulling within the game. I think loot boxes are fine, and having people pay for them if they want is fine, as long as it's strictly cosmetic stuff. But when you block progression yeah. behind microtransactions, yeah. that is a big deal, and you should not do that. It should come from earning it and playing it.
1: Um, and that's how I feel, and I will well, never there's... change my tune on that. Yeah, and de- you know, Destiny's gotten caught a couple times like hampering people's experience so they didn't progress as as far as they could have. Yeah.
3: Yeah. When you start preying on, uh, gaming addiction, you know, taking advantage of people who cannot play enough of your game. It's super slimy. I would almost prefer like they gave the statistically best player, Uh, access to certain Jedi characters and then when that changed when somebody else took over the reins and that person got access to Jedi characters I think that would be awesome and that's not preying on the addiction of of people playing your game for millions of hours in order to unlock stuff it's it's based on merit
4: yeah and with Destiny like you're preying on the person who bought your game on release like is buying all your DLC like do you really want him to also buy for whatever like come on
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. I got everyone, right? You did. So the Please Stop winner: Star Wars Battlefront 2. Please stop.
3: Mm-hmm. I've got me for yearly sports games, Dan for Middle-earth, Shadow of War, loot boxes, mm-hmm. uh, Eric for Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and Will for <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2. That
2: really should have been the winner.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> I didn't put it on the list because I didn't play it. Otherwise, oh. I probably would have had it on my list.
2: Yeah. Shitty game.
1: All right, next category is the best keepsake. So, this award goes to a game that gives us something more than just great gameplay or graphics, something to take with us. And the winner for best keepsake is Pyre. Mm. Second place is a tie between Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Life is Strange Before the Storm, a squad win in Fortnite Battle Royale, uh, then Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and then for. Tied for third place is Super Mario Run, Bury Me My Love, and Round 20 in Nazi Zombies.
2: <laughs> now, I was very specific with my picks. <laughs> I took best keepsake okay. as, like, best uh, memory I would have from this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, nominate, works, yeah. we, no, yeah, we, we nominated the games, and then we oh,
2: okay. would talk See, about the did, I, so. I didn't do that. I nominated the actual memory.
1: Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, that's funny so best keepsake eric we'll start with you
2: okay again i only picked two uh number two was getting to round 20 in nazi zombies with will because we i don't think either of us intended to maybe even play that long but we got on there and we got in a group and it's very watered down with a lot of bullshit like and the reason I don't play Nazi Zombies, really, is because it's it's gotten away from what I loved about the first one, where it was just opening your rooms and killing zombies and lasting as long as you could. Wow. And now there's all these puzzles and secrets and all this nonsense with it. And, like, I just don't have the time or the energy to want to figure all that shit out. But luckily... Yep. Will and I got in a team with somebody who did have the time to do that, uh, so he was really helpful and he was he was doing everything basically, and I was terrible. Yeah, we got we got carried to round twenty on our first try, which was awesome.
4: And have you played since? No,
2: either it's only, probably the only time I'll play it.
4: <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I can't top that, so I don't even want to try. Yeah,
2: and then my number my number one. Was Fortnite um, getting my first squad win. So I've been playing with uh, my buddies, Vito. Vito is really good. He's played the most. And then Jeff and Showtime, who I usually play FIFA with, but we've kind of switched over to Fortnite. Um, so as I said, Vito is really good. So ordinarily, like, he would be the one at the end, if there was two of us left or something, and Vito was with us, he'd probably be the one that was going to win it for us. Well, it get down to me and Showtime, who I would argue are our two worst players. And what happened was we got – it was us two against another team with three people left, and the circle was very small, and we were hiding in bushes because they can't see you when you're in the bush, and I had a grenade launcher. So I cornered one guy and just started tossing grenades at him, killed him, Showtime killed a guy behind me, and then it was me and him against another dude who kept building and I hit him with one grenade, and then he killed me. And Showtime came through with the clutch kill. And I it was I was watching his health just drop and drop and. Drop, and I was the only one of our group who had not won a game yet, so I was like, I gotta win one of these games because we come so close. And his health was just dropping, but then it said victory royale, and I was like, Oh man, this was amazing. Nice. and your heart's just pumping like, Oh, it's just so intense. I love it. It's fantastic. Like, man.
3: Okay, Corey. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, no, no. You're good. Okay, go ahead, Corey. Uh, Best keepsake. So, my number five not applicable. I couldn't, couldn't not come up with a fifth keepsake to take out of this year. My number four was Old Man's Journey, a game I played about 15 minutes of, but I can see the keepsake there Uh, as somebody who's getting older. uh, I think we're all getting older at at some point, um, all the time. It's it was kind of cool to see the trajectory of that game so you you start off as this old man who lives in the in a shack uh, on the shore and you're adventuring somewhere i don't know because i didn't play enough of it but uh the first couple stops where i'm watching young couples like fall in love and gaze at the sunset and stuff like that i kind of see the like i said the trajectory that that game's going and um for me, that's that's pretty meaningful. My number three was Pyre. Uh there was a lot of difficult decisions in that game that I will always remember. And uh it it sort of comes down to self-preservation versus your empathy for these other characters in this game world who are also your competitors. Uh I thought it was a, a super interesting, compelling game uh that that really played with with that aspect really well. So I will definitely take that into into the future. Uh, my number two is bury me. My love again, a game I've talked about at length over the last month or so. Um, a game that got me to think about something that I've never really thought about before. I've always been cognizant of, of what's going on in, in the world, but, uh, it's the first time where I felt like I've sort of experienced, uh, what it's like for Syrian refugees to, to sort of survive. And, uh, for that, that it was it was very meaningful but my number one uh i feel kind of weird talking about it after talking about a game about syrian refugees but my number one was life is strange before the storm uh best keepsake there's just something about that game and the life is strange universe that i can't quite put my finger on i think it has a lot to do with the music that sort of exploits your emotions uh sort of tricks you into caring more than you should maybe but uh, it's also that slice of life, sort of high school, um, high school thing that I really, I really latch onto. And the further I get away from that point in my life, the less I can relate. I felt felt like I could relate to the first game a lot more, um, but in this one, I feel like I'm getting more and more distant from that point in my life where those high school relationships and stuff like that matter. Um, but it was still poignant enough for me to make it my number one, um, if not because of the, the sort of context it provided for the first game, which was my game of the year two years ago.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'll do my list next. So for fifth, I had Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, obviously, the scene towards the end of your first, I guess, playthrough <laughs> will probably always stick with me. Um, not necessarily a great keepsake, but a memorable keepsake, I should say. Something you'll remember on. Yeah. Uh, number four, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. The sense of freedom in that game is unreal. Uh, you know, the, the 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 amount of ways you can interact with the environment is unseen in any other open world game. Uh, number three, I had Mass Effect Andromeda. It's Mass Effect, so uh, that's definitely going to stick with me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second, I had Nier Automata with the perspective changes. Um, One of the neatest things I played all year in any game. And then my number one uh, best keepsake was Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, for the Nemesis system, I had one Nemesis that we went back and forth constantly, and any I went into the, into the world he was in, even after the, the map he was in, uh, any time he came out of nowhere, uh, I had killed him several times, and he kept saying how, you can kill me all you want, I'm just going to keep coming back, I'm going to keep coming after you. He beat me up and, and embarrassed me a few times uh, in our, <laughs> in our, uh, our, our rivalry. I love I'll never that. forget that. It was it was it was so good. It made made that game so immersive for
3: me. Did he so. have the uh, the undying tag after his name? Yes, he got
1: that yeah. after I killed him a couple times. And every time, like based on what you chopped off of him, it would be stitched back on or wired back on with hooks or whatever. That's um, so cool. It is cool. Like even one time, I chopped off his head when I when I executed him, and yeah, his head was stitched. was. It was not stitched, but like they had like these metal hooks like that just pulled his head back on and so good.
3: Let's uh, can we just briefly go back to Mass Effect Andromeda? I'm just curious. Um, I didn't consider it for this at all, but I'm wondering how much of of like our defense of the game played into it for this category.
1: It really just for me, it's it's being back in that universe like you talked about, Corey, with uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, uh, just something about being back in that world with with the with the races. Obviously, not not necessarily the characters, but the characters kind of make minor appearances throughout throughout right. the game. And it, it really that's just what it was for me. It wasn't yeah. anything specific in in Mass Effect Andromeda.
3: Because I was thinking, I mean, we talked a lot about it, but most of our discussion about that game was, yes, we like it. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Yeah, so definitely, I think like that will stick with me more than anything. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe, maybe I should have considered it for this category. I don't know.
1: I should have considered Pyre. Yeah, you know, I, I probably would have had that on my list had I been thinking, thinking better. Mm-hmm. Uh, will uh, keepsake.
4: Before I do mine, Dan, the chat was wondering: Did you ever finish uh, Doki Doki Literature Club?
1: No, I did not. Well, yes. kind of. I yeah, I kind of finished the first
3: or I thought I to, finished the first playthrough.
4: To be honest, I kind of like how you did it. You just ended after yeah the first major event.
3: That was that moment when in in uh, that episode where Will and I realized yeah. that Dan hadn't played hadn't beyond that. Point. It. <laughs> that's like that's like uh podcast moment of the year i it's think a re- revelation
4: one of my friends like like played through that episode and said he was dying
1: when dan realized that he actually didn't beat the game well as i said you know uh, it said the end i'm like okay that's it's horrible
3: <laughs> so good <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway a horrible my
1: way to end i'm glad i'm glad that's not the end
3: well it might as well be I yeah mean... honestly depressing enough <laughs> yeah. it doesn't get any better from yeah, there really
4: so. it just goes more and more depressing
3: yeah that's, that's what i gather
4: um, go ahead will <laughs> so for number two for keepsake i have pyre honestly all the things you guys talked about with decision making so on and so forth like really this is a, a great indie game and i can't stop speaking highly of this game it was like it was a fantastic game to play this year and my number one uh, i have legend of zelda breath of the wild same thing as you talked about Dan the sheer freedom that they give you in this game is crazy. You can solve puzzles any way you can kind of figure it out. Like if there's an electricity puzzle, you can just lay swords on the ground to connect circuits and stuff like that. Like stuff like you would honestly never ever see in these other games that you're yeah. able to pull off in this one and it's just it's so much fun.
1: Yeah. I well, mean the closest game you could probably uh put breath of the wild up against would be like skyrim but there's way more freedom in in breath of the wild than there is in skyrim you know you can't chop down it you can't interact with the environment much yeah in skyrim whereas in breath of the wild you know everything's flammable everything you could well most things you can cut up um mm-hmm. you know i remember cooking light lighting like uh lighting forests on fire just to help me kill a Hynox, you know yeah, yeah so did it burn the whole forest down or what you know what had light you.
3: a forest on fire so you can get the extra boost up in the air that too yeah, yeah. did that yeah. a few times
1: but really
4: my best keepsake is me finding dragon ball z again this year round of
1: applause <laughs> round of applause for dbz okay <laughs> so best keepsake 2017 dummy goes to pyre
3: Fire. I've got Dan for Middle Earth, Shadow of War. I have myself for Life is Strange Before the Storm. Will, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Eric, somehow I missed yours.
2: Fortnite.
3: Fortnite. Roger, roger.
1: Next on the list, best rainy day game. Oh, I gotta get my awards. Oh boy. Best rainy day game. Okay, this award goes to a game we're most likely to fire up during a lovely spring deluge. Deluge.
0: <laughs> oh, <hell you. laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. I had a craving for some rain because it's been snowy and frigid up here. And Whoa. I just want a lovely spring rain. That's all I want. Uh so uh, the 2017 Thummy Award goes to for best rainy day game goes to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild.
3: Eh, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: Um where's mine? Okay, so my list goes for 5 I had Stardew Valley, 4 I had Super Mario Odyssey. Three, I had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Two, I had Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And then my number one was Divinity Original Sin 2. So, oh, oh, second was Divinity Original Sin 2 on uh, the Thummy Award. And then Super Mario Odyssey was third. So, what do you got, Eric? Weird.
2: Yes. <clears throat> number four, I had Super Mario Odyssey. Number three, I had Call of Duty World War II. Number two, I had Fortnite Battle Royale. And then number one, I had Legend of Zelda. Um, Call of Duty and Fortnite, kind of for the same reason. I can play a multiplayer game like that forever if it's one that I'm decent at. Um, And Fortnite, there's been plenty of nights recently where we just played for hours and hours just trying to get that squad victory or duo victory um call duty similar thing it's not as exhilarating of a feeling as fortnite but uh, i just enjoy playing it but i think legend of zelda is a good one for a rainy day because like you guys said i mean there's there's just so much open land to explore and uh so much that you can do and happen can happen to you um outside of just the main story so i think that that's that's a really good one to get lost in on a rainy day
1: Yeah, agreed. Will, what do you
4: got? Um, so I have Fire Emblem Warriors at number five. I'm really big into the hack and slash games, and I can get lost in them pretty easily. Uh, and Fire Emblem is one of my favorite uh, franchises within the last few years. So um, I have that at number five. At number four, Call of Duty World at War 2. Uh, same reason, Uh when this came out, like I would sit down for a couple hours, just sit like play multiplayer, level up, and stuff like that. And I don't get nearly as mad at multiplayer gaming as I once did, uh, so I can actually sit down and play this for more than I don't know a couple matches without wanting to put my fist through my wall. Um, and number three, I have Super Mario Odyssey, and number two, I have Pyre, and number one, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. All for similar reasons uh, they're games that have pretty cool immersive worlds that you can get lost into with uh, some story to it and you can kind of just play for hours and hours especially breath of the wild, which is why I have it at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in a lot of, a lot of long gaming sessions with that. Corey.
3: Okay. Um, best rainy day game. So my number five not applicable. I couldn't come up with a number five I thought it was worthy. Uh, my number four was Kingdoms and Castles, a game that was in early access until this year. I did talk about it in one of our episodes. I couldn't tell you which one. Uh, strategy game, real time, very um, zen. I think it is the best way to explain it. It's uh, it's very easy, but there's a lot going on, so you're constantly you know, adding lumberjacks. And then when you add more lumberjacks, you have to add more housing for the lumberjacks. And when you add more housing, you have to add more food storage places so they can have food. And when you add more food storage places, you have to add more uh, food supply things. So it's just, it's just sort of escalates from there. It is very simple, very straightforward, but it's something about the environment of the game that's very appealing. That medieval setting that's just, uh, you know, a sunny day in LA kind of thing which is one of my main my main tenets for this category is um weather the the type of game that you're playing and the environment that you exist in is important for me for this which is why my number 3 was golf story um i think golf games are perfect for this category granted in golf story there are some bad weather events that happen um i just there's just something about the idea of golf and playing it while you're sitting inside while it's pouring outside uh something about it really appeals to me number two legend of zelda breath of the wild um and my number one was divinity original sin 2 which is kind of sucky because dan and i both picked divinity and it did not win so i guess that's just the way the categories roll uh but yeah those deep fantasy rpgs man i can get lost in those and if it's a rainy day outside oh even better
1: Totally agree. All right, so yeah. Best rainy day game, 2017 Thummy. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. BOT dubs.
3: Uh, I've got Dan and I for Divinity Original Sin 2. I've got Eric for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I've got Will for... Will, what was your pick again?
1: Uh, Breath of the Wild.
3: Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okie doke.
1: All right, next category... Most welcome surprise. Uh, this award goes to a game that most exceeded our expectations. The winner for the 2017 Thummy for most welcome surprise is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Will, we'll start with you. List,
1: oh, yeah. I Thank you for reminding me because I <laughs> keep meaning to do that and I forget every single time. Okay, so number two was Pyre and number three was Call of Duty World War II
4: okay so number number four i had golf story uh weird year that two games that i really enjoy were both golf games i don't have everybody's golf on here really anywhere but that was a game that was loved that i that i played uh and i have golf Story on here because i never really thought a golfing rpg done in the vein of like an old school nintendo game would be fun in any way uh but they pulled it off and it's a lot of fun. It's a game I never ended up finishing and wish I had finished, but uh I had a blast with it. At number 3, I had Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh I'm with Corey. I hated XCOM 2. Yeah, I hated let's it.
3: Hated on XCOM. Will, let's start a podcast all about hating on XCOM and Fallout 4. <laughs> we
4: have, we would have so much material. Yeah. I could, I, I could talk about how
3: much I I
4: could talk about how much I hate those two all day. Um, but yeah, I hated XCOM 2. It was a, just a bad game. Uh, and it launched terribly, so it just completely
1: put me off. It wasn't a bad game. It just launched terribly.
3: No, it was a bad game. It was not a bad game. A game that bases its combat on bullshit is a bad game.
1: <laughs> and Fair it, enough. And it did.
4: But guess Fair what? Enough. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle cut that out um, uh the the 100 0
1: and 50 percent. i'm not gonna disagree with you there i think it was that model is 100 times better it's it's way more fun anyway yep Yep. i never got mad at
4: that game well unlike xcom where i was constantly constantly mad at it
1: i only got mad at myself for my own stupidity
4: yeah i mean in, in jeopardy and you know what that game got surprisingly hard at times too yeah so, it's a game that I really appreciate, and I was like, this game looks fun, I think I would like it, but I didn't realize how much I would actually really, really like it. Uh, number two, I have Call of Duty World War Two. Really, like, this is kind of my alley. World War II is my favorite, like, time period for, like, games when they make, uh, like, Call of Duty shooters, and stuff like that. I'm, like, fascinated by World War II, so really, I shouldn't be surprised by this, but really, like, I don't play too many multiplayer games with people anymore. because
2: it was a good Call of Duty.
4: Yeah, like, it was legitimately a good Call of Duty. I liked the story. Like, the multiplayer was good. Um, Zombies still kind of sucked, but that's whatever at this point. Um, But my number one, I have Pyre. Loved that game. Everything about it. I think I beat that game in two sittings. Uh, I remember playing this game until four in the morning a couple times. (laughs) Like, Well, both times, like just getting lost into it trying to complete it trying to get everybody like safe uh from i forgot the name of the world that you're in the common commonwealth commonlands
3: mm-hmm. it's not coming to me it's
4: common all oh, no, right
3: right, right? Why? the common <laughs> the dust commons <laughs> Common grounds. I'll, I'll look it up
4: later for when it comes up later but uh yeah, no, I love everything about this game. There's a lot of awesome decision making. I love the characters. I kind of like what they did with the enemy teams because you, you kind of feel for them uh, yeah. while you're playing them. Yeah. Even the teams that you hate, like you still kind of feel for them because they all just they just want freedom. Yeah, whatever. What like do you It is Commonwealth. Yeah. Okay. So, my number one is Pyre.
1: Okay. Eric, what do you got?
2: uh number four was nba 2k 18 it's a series that i've always thought about getting into Um, when i finally did this year and i really like that game a lot i've played a decent amount of it enjoy it every time it's uh can be challenging depending on the team you're playing uh i really think they've done a good job with like the menus and all that kind of stuff so really easy to use and like trading and the, the gm mode is great um Call of Duty World War Two was number three for me. Uh, kind of for the same reason Will said. I, I was not expecting to like a Call of Duty game as much as I liked this one. Um, Fortnite was number two for me. And that one, like, again, that one came out of left field for me. I had no interest in it. And a couple of friends were like, hey, you got to try this with us. And I love it. Um, pretty much all we played when we got a chance to play games together was Fortnite. Um, and number one for me was Everybody's Golf. I just was not expecting a golf game that was going to be that good that I liked that much. And I think it was a timing thing, too. I was just looking for a game (laughs) to jump in and out of that was, you know, just very basic and easy kind of. Um, Yeah, everybody's golf. I, I really as much as you guys keep talking about golf story, I really wish that at least Will had played everybody's golf.
4: I wish I played it a lot more, to be honest. It was one of those games that on the one that got away, like I wanted to put on there, but it was the other games that I had, I don't know, I wanted to play more, I guess. This might not be the best way to put it, but I couldn't find a spot for it on my one that got away because I did want
1: to play it more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my list, number five, I had Mass Effect Andromeda. Specifically because of how much bad press came out about the game right before it came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I fully expected a crappy game. Uh, While it wasn't an amazing game. It was still, uh, better than people gave it credit for. Um, so that made five near automata was my fourth game. Uh, I knew I would like the controls with it being a platinum game. Um, but how much I liked the game and how much I liked what it was trying to do, uh, as far as like social commentary was very, very interesting uh third resident evil 7 resident evil has been bad for years Mm. i didn't expect too much out of resident evil 7 but when it came out and was getting really good reviews i you know figured i would jump in and and it was really scary and really awesome second was pyre uh i i like super giant games uh games i guess but i didn't expect to like pyre as much as i did uh, I kind of think Pyre
4: is on another level comparatively to Transistor and Bastion. Bastion, oh definitely, I agree. They're definitely. not even
1: in the same realm of like quality. Definitely agree. Uh, and then my winner was Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle because I. When I first heard about that game, I thought it was a stupid idea for a game. And then the, How the dare co- you. I did. I I was like, who who's gonna want to play that? But once I kind learned more is. about <laughs> it, and, and yeah, it's a dumb idea for a game. It's it really yeah. is. Like, yeah, I didn't um, know I, who
2: who cares about the rabbits. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: everyone hates the rabbits. People yeah, it's hate such them. A
2: stupid thing. I don't know.
1: Every every thread I read read about the game on uh, on Reddit is like, I hate rabbits, but you know they were fine in this game. So. But yeah, once I learned more about it and saw some gameplay, I was like, oh, this is going to its gonna be right up my alley. And sure enough, it was. So, Corey. Uh,
3: so my number five is Golf Story. We talked the game that keeps coming up in these. Uh, the small game that could, if you will, uh, small indie 8-bit, uh, 16-bit, whatever you want to call it. Um, story about i guess it's essentially a a golfing rpg from a, a small australian developer that i really enjoyed um i still haven't beaten it but i'm more than halfway through surprisingly good i had number four was doki doki literature club a game i knew nothing about until will kept talking about it which is one of the the main um attractions for me for this this category is just games i'm very unfamiliar with granted i'm gonna totally uh What's, what's the phrase? I'm going to shoot myself in the foot with the rest of my awards, but um, Doki Doki Literature Club came out of nowhere. I really enjoyed it. And then my number three was Mario and Rabbit Rabbit's Kingdom Battle for all the reasons that have already been mentioned. I don't need to rehash that. My number two was Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that came from the developer of Killzone. to thunk? Right. You know? Yeah. As I spill my seltzer. Um, <laughs> you idiot. Very surprising. I, I, I don't know that Horizon Zero Dawn was really... I mean, we were big on it. Um, at least me, Dan, and Will were. I don't know if Eric was as big on it as we were leading up to the release of the game, uh, watching it at the E3 and stuff like that. We're like, oh my god, this game looks amazing. Um, I, don't, I don't know that the the attention leading up to the game was as big as the game itself once it finally released. So That was kind of a surprise for me, especially how good the story was. Um, the backstory and all that stuff. I was very surprised by all of that stuff. But my number one was life is strange before the storm. Uh, I know it reviewed well, which is the opposite of what I look for in this category. But uh, when it was announced, I'm like, okay, they're going to do another life is strange game in the same universe before Max Caulfield was even there. She's not even in the game. And they're using a new voice actress for Chloe. Yep. This is a recipe for disaster. Corey, I'm pretty but sure
1: it, you and I swore this
3: game off. Yeah, yeah, I think we did.
1: I actually wanted... I don't know that I talked about that, but... Or we talked about it briefly, Corey. Um, but really, like, after the first five minutes, I stopped noticing that it was a different voice actor. Oh, probably,
3: absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Which,
1: that stuff always bothers me.
3: And you know what so. they showed? I forget which... E- I don't know if it was E3 or, like, whatever, pre- alpha footage, whatever you want to call it, they showed some footage of Chloe and Rachel in the junkyard, and I was watching it, and I'm like, this is terrible. I have zero interest in this. Uh, this is, you know, at least a year before the game came out, but once it finally came out, and I played it, and I was blown away by how much I enjoyed it. So, good on, uh, good on Square Enix and, and Life is Strange Before the Storm, because that's my number one. Huh.
1: Okay. Most welcome surprise. 2017 Thummy goes to Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle.
3: So I've got Will with Pyre, Dan with Mario Rabbids, Eric with everybody's golf, and me with Life is Strange Before the Storm.
1: Yep. All right. Next award, Steamy Pile of Disappointment and or Turd. So uh, opposite of last award... Uh, which is the most welcome surprise. This award goes to a game that didn't meet expectations or was just bad. The winner of the 2017 Thummy for Steamy Pile of Disappointment is Star Wars Battlefront. What? Coming in at number two, Fire Emblem Warriors. And coming in Whoa. at number three, Super Mario Run. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. Go, Why, I I'll go first. Okay, so Why? I had, I had
4: disappointment. Steaming pile of
1: disappointment. Dude, bro, that Here, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Here, here's the thing. Okay, I was obviously the only other other one that played it. It's on my list. It's That's what one. Sh- I could see Eric throwing it on there to get a reaction, but yeah. you didn't. I okay, so I put Super Mario Run at second. Um, I didn't think that was a good game. uh I had to put something for. Fire Emblem Warriors was not a steaming pile of disappointment. It was a disappointment for me. I wanted more Fire Emblem elements in there, specifically the stuff with the the relationships and having the ch- the kids.
2: Yeah, that, that
1: that wasn't in there, and that was why it was disappointing for me. Um, that sucks, Will. As far as being a steaming pile, it's not a steaming pile. It's it's what I expected in a game. There was just some of that Fire Emblem magic that was missing for me, and that's why it was a slight disappointment. So that's why it was on my list. The nerf. I wasn't expecting much out of Super Mario Run, but...
2: And it's still disappointed.
1: <sighs> still dis- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's still
2: disappointed. Can
1: you add Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, too? I, I mean, I didn't play it, but I could add it to my list.
2: I would have had to have so. been excited about that for it to be disappointing. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> so what do you have, Will? Uh, I only have one that I
4: was fully disappointed, and it was Star Wars Battlefront 2 stuff. You know, leading up to this game, it was kind of getting a lot of good press. Like, it was going to have free DLC. Uh, they were adding a, a campaign. Uh, multiplayer looked like it was going to be a little bit more uh, deep than it was the last game. And it all came unscrewed when uh, they had the loot box stuff and the blocked progression through having to buy transactions. blah, 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 blah. Um, so, like, with all that goodwill they built up, like, before the release it all came crashing down right before and that kind of that surprised me and that's a big that's why it's a big steaming pile of disappointment because it seemed like they had learned from the first game uh, and it turns out they didn't
3: nope they learned nothing
4: and will continue to learn nothing
3: what do you got
2: eric same as well star wars battlefront And, and mostly because i was excited for it
1: yeah, because I mm-hmm.
2: figured, you know, that they would have learned something. And I I was like, man, it's go- it's going to be really good this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Last Jedi came out and I was just really excited to play another Star Wars game. And with all the stuff that went on when I didn't even buy it, And uh, it's one of the games I was really more excited about. Because, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it, again, it's an easy one to jump in and out of. The, I, I enjoyed the multiplayer of the last one. It was just very simple. Um, but the sound and the look of it were both great. And I said, you know, it, it cannot get worse from where it was last time. <laughs> <year>. Sure shit.
1: <laughs> Temper your expectations.
2: Here we are. Yep. So that's the only one I have on my list. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, especially this year, maybe more than any other year, I was very selective with the games I played. So I liked most of them
1: yeah that's 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 how i feel too um we're we're very careful about what we buy and what we play and what we purchase uh or you know or 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 spend time playing so
4: especially these this
1: award year or two yeah the you know these awards you know like i said i was i was stretching a little bit when i made my pick but
2: no uh, no no i think you nailed it
1: (laughs) really disappointed (laughs) just just missing a few go ahead Corey, what do you got
3: I abstained. abstained. I 100% abstained from this category. I didn't, didn't play any game that I thought was worthy of the steamy pile of disappointment and/or turd gotcha. uh, award.
1: Okay. Did you get the get the winners down, Corey?
3: I did. Was that everybody? Yeah. What were you? What was your pick? Mine. Yeah. Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh yeah, you did say that, didn't you? Huh? I can't even we believe had, that was like number one. About it. Yeah, we did. I've been drinking. I've been drinking, man. Back on the bottle. (laughs) Speaking of which,
1: (laughs) the next Thummy category is Best best Under the Influence Game. Oh, nice. Uh, This award goes to a game that is or (laughs) would be, for those of us that don't drink all that often, best played while enjoying your favorite libation. (laughs) And the winner is... Mario Kart 8 deluxe what coming in second of course cuphead is. coming in third is a tie between everyone's golf and legend of zelda breath of the wild eric we will start with you
2: uh i struggled with this one dan mm-hmm. uh the games that i played this year i don't feel like translated very well to, uh, to being drunk while you're playing <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i picked cuphead more because i thought if i was wasted playing it I would just be like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, with all the crazy characters and the way the game looks, I would just be like, man, this is crazy stuff going on. Um, Mario Kart 8, for the obvious reasons that I usually will put a Mario Kart game on this list if it's released. Drunk driving. Uh, the drunk driving in, in a way that nobody can get hurt. Um, yes. <laughs> um, spoken like
3: a true dad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I put uh, everybody's golf at number one because I just thought about, like, back in the day if this game would come out, if we were all just hanging out, drinking, taking turns on the course. I thought that would be a lot of fun.
3: Hell yeah.
1: Will, did you abstain again? I did abstain. Okay. Corey?
3: Oh, I got some good ones, Dan. I put a lot of thought into this category.
0: Oh,
3: my God. (laughs) My number five is Horizon Zero Dawn. Really? Something about the beautiful landscapes. And uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Aloy slash Chloe's voice is so soothing. And I can't put my finger on what I like so much about it, but there's just something about it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I spent so much time with her as Chloe. As
1: yeah. Ashley
3: Strange. Yeah, that, like, playing with her in this game was just comforting like a security blanket kind of thing. I don't know something about it, but I could just listen to her talk for hours. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not I can't I don't really know. But uh my number 4 was Resident Evil Biohazard. Uh early release this year that Dan and I both played and um I could see that being very trippy. Mass Effect Andromeda was my number 3. Anytime you get aliens and uh extrasolar planets involved you're you have a recipe for a good night with your friends. Drugs. Uh oh. two, Cuphead. Um for the same reason. Uh very very trippy animations. And my number one was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because there's just it's just so beautiful, you know. This is your like,
2: weakest list tonight, Corey.
3: <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh but no, like <laughs> If you think about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, like the beautiful landscapes and stuff like that, and the the ambiance and the sound effects and everything, I think really coalesces into something that is made for an acid trip. I've <laughs> never I've never taken acid, really? but yeah. I feel like if I had, uh, I would wanna, you know, relax into some Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Come on, I know Corey.
1: About, come no. play with the fan. I have a Done game acid. on my list that's similar
3: thought process, Corey. The lack of dialogue, you know, you're not talking, you're just listening. I think that's important for, for that. Okay.
2: No, I feel like if I was gonna do that, I'd want a really wacky game.
3: hmm Like one but, on on my list. Something that peaceful. I'll talk about. Like Cuphead? Yeah. Well that's my number two, so there you go. I
2: know but you should have <laughs> just put it at number one, like should've. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh my <laughs> list is number number five I had overcooked. Uh especially, you know, in a group setting. I think that'd that would be, be a be
2: lot
0: funny. of fun.
1: That would be a lot of fun. Splatoon 2 is my second. Uh Mario Rabbit's Kingdom battle because of uh the you know wackiness of it. Uh my acid trip game, Corey, would be near Automata. Nice. Specifically the carnival level, if you've been to the carnival level. That's bizarre. Yeah, and that would, would be that would be that that would put you into a freak out, I think. I was gonna say that would be a bad trip, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh and then my winner was Mario Kart Eight Deluxe.
3: Good
2: comment in the chat, Dan. What's
1: that? Overcooked and overbaked. Overcooked, overbaked, yeah, overbaked, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: so yes. I just, I just recently played uh, Drunk Driving for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Okay. I did talk about it a few weeks ago, but yeah. uh, we played, we played with Founders all day IPA. So I drank, and me and the the three other guys I was hanging out with, we drank, we drank fifteen IPAs in one hour between the oh. four of us. Which is just disgusting. That's a strong um, one too, isn't it? No, it's actually it's actually light. Okay. But still it's, it's still, still like an IPA, a heavy a like beer. IPA like oh. uh and that was one of the well, worst. Is it light
2: or heavy, Corey?
3: It's light. Okay. It's it's light alcohol. Yeah. Uh it's like four and a half percent alcohol or something like that. But it's but still, still an like,
1: IPA instead of
3: yeah, light. Exactly. So you get that like I don't know, whatever, yeah. that IPA-ness in your belly. Uh, but that was one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my life. Uh, just recently, at 30 years old. <laughs> Punk.
2: That makes sense.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: I guess older. so. Yeah. My worst hangovers have definitely been in my older stages.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's like your body's like, maybe you should not do this anymore. You know, <laughs> for future reference. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> Best under the influence game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's a travesty. I'm, uh, I'm mad.
1: As I said uh, in the description, is or would be best played. Because <laughs> I haven't enough. played anything this year under the any kind of influence. Um, next, award. We demand more award for the best new IP. Like uh, it. This award is self-explanatory and uh, goes to the intellectual property we want more of. The winner of the 2017 Thummy for Best New IP is Pyre. Uh, Number two, Horizon Zero Dawn, and number three was Cuphead. Corey, we'll start with you.
3: Sure, Dan. I I can go. Uh, Five and four, not applicable. I could not come up with new IPs that I would really love to see more of, but my number three was Cosmic Star Heroin. Uh, game you and I were both very excited about at the beginning of the year. I did play a uh, majority of it. I did not beat it, but I, I played a good six to eight hours of it. Um, my number two was Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, yeah, I won't talk about it too, too much here, but my number one was Pyre. Um, I could not put Pyre down. Um, and I think that game world that they built was super interesting. It's almost like the... Uh, uh, the Hunger Games kind of universe of of this pyre sort of sports game, uh, I was really fascinated by all the characters and everything. Really interested in, uh, and I think my biggest complaint, and I think I said this at the time of the game's release, uh, after playing that game was I wish there was more, which I think is perfect for this this category. So huh? pyre was my number one.
1: Okay, uh, I'll go next. I had snipper clips at number five. Again, a super fun co-op, especially uh, puzzle game. I had Horizon Zero Dawn at number four. Golf Story, number three. Cuphead at number two. And I also had Pyre at number one, Corey. Uh, like you, like you, I want more Pyre more than anything else that I played this year. Um, more of that world. Even if they did like a Pyre 2 and it was yeah. like a different set of rights, I would play that in a heartbeat. So, yeah, that's my list. What do you got, Eric?
2: I only put one game on here because I only played one new game that I wanted to see any more of, and that was Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. I had Cuphead on here, and then I took it off because I don't think there needs to be any more Cuphead. Um, But yeah, I think Horizon has enough interesting story and characters and all that kind of stuff and world Uh to make more. Yep, I agree.
4: Well, My number two, I have Horizon Zero Dawn. Didn't play it, but I want to see more of it because I know I'm going to love love the game when i actually end up playing it i have my number one pyre uh as Corey said i stepped away saying i want to play more of that and i want to play more pyre
1: i'm so. gonna play it again uh i want it to come to the switch because that is literally the perfect game for the switch sure mm-hmm. uh, I, I i think i've said it four
3: or five times but it's you'd be hard-pressed to find a game that isn't perfect for the switch if you uh, I feel
2: like i have
1: first I agree person agree shooters
2: eh, yeah that's true
1: I don't That's like I don't like
3: shooters, but, yeah, yeah, but first person shooters, well, strategy games. But the,
1: thi- yeah. the thing with Pyre, too, is the the detachable Joy-Cons, because it's, you know, the the quote unquote basketball matches two players and you can play on. The oh, good Joy-Con. point. Yeah, good point. So that would be a perfect like tabletop co-op game mm. or competitive, you know, what have multiplayer game, I guess. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the we demand more award for best new IP goes to Pyre. You got all oh, everybody's bad. winners, Corey.
3: Got Dan Pyre, Corey Pyre, Will Pyre, Eric Horizon Zero Dawn. Speaking of which, uh, I can all but guarantee a Horizon Zero Dawn 2, right?
1: Oh Probably. Yeah. Like
3: like what else is the the company that made Killzone working on? Killzone again.
2: Well not just that. I mean it was very game. Right,
3: right, exactly. They have all the assets are there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what they come out with. I can't wait to play The Frozen Wilds. I really can't.
1: I'm looking forward to
4: actually like playing it.
3: <laughs> is that going to be a four in February game for you? Will?
4: Uh, it depends. I'm gonna maybe try and get it done in January. Okay, before you start it school could be again. Next yeah. year's
2: game of the year for you. Could,
4: could be, it. yeah, totally. Unless life is strange, blows me away. Oh my
3: it, w- <laughs> it will. It <laughs> will.
1: I'm telling you, that's an early frontrunner for twenty. 20- I gotta go to 2017. Bed before game of the year gets announced. <laughs> game of the year.
2: God, Corey, why do you want to do
3: this? <laughs> <laughs> Can't help but I like.
1: Corey tried stuff in the ballots. He really tried hard. <laughs> Thank you,
3: Corey. I, did. <laughs> All right. I know, I'm out of. Tito, can I, get, can I get some more?
2: i need some of that over here to get ready okay. for this. What's up, Tito? Game of the
3: year. All right. I finished my jug.
1: Most Valuable Console. Uh, 2017 Thummy for Most Valuable Console goes to Nintendo Switch.
3: No surprise there. No surprise. What?
1: What? Uh, number two is PlayStation 4 and number three is Xbox One. Um, I'll go first. I had Nintendo 3DS at five. Xbox One at four. PlayStation 4 at three. SNES Classic at two. And Nintendo Switch at one. What do you got, Eric?
2: I only put three on here. Um, uh-huh. I did Xbox One at three, PS4 at two, and Nintendo Switch at one. Yeah. Um, I struggled with the Xbox One and PS4 one only because I played more Xbox One this year, but that's because more of my friends play on there yeah. now. It used to be that way, but...
1: I Actually, this is the first year... I put PS4 above Xbox One, uh, oh, just because I, I the way I look at it is which one am I more likely to buy, and and for me like Xbox One had zero exclusives, I wouldn't play anything well, multi-platform. Yeah,
2: that's the reason I put it above it.
1: Yep.
2: it's got better exclusives. Yeah, uh, you know, um, but yeah, the Nintendo Switch is just it's such a cool console and the concept of it is awesome. Um, it's got a lot of really good games Uh, a lot of the indies i think are are that people probably don't even know are available on there are really good games as well um i'm excited to see i'm really hoping for like a big pokemon game something different though not the the usual shit i'm looking for like an open world rpg pokemon game yeah I, i
1: heard they uh trademarked in europe pokemon zero and one
2: all right
1: it's a rumor i don't know if there's any truth to it but
2: but there's already enough on there i feel like to make it a really good purchase yeah Uh, i think there's a lot of promise with it too so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah and and i think this is important too to note with like the ps4 and the xbox one you're just going to keep getting um half-step upgrades of those consoles every three years now so how valuable are those consoles really
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yep.
4: yep. okay well what do you got um so my number three i have the playstation 4 my number two xbox one really didn't take those too seriously i use my xbox more right now um only because i've been watching dragon ball z on it <laughs> so that's why i gave my xbox number two
3: what made you pick the xbox to watch dragon ball z on
4: you remember the old joke when we had Xbox and we were like, Oh, Xbox T V like we made jokes about that when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally the only reason.
3: But you can I mean you can you can get you can get Amazon on and, and PS4. And Plex, yeah, oh yeah. Interesting. So because of the joke you decided to watch it on your Xbox? Yep. Okay.
4: I went that far. I've been watching it, the show for about a month and a half at this point. So I've gone a month and a half to keep this stupid joke so going. It's
3: like the branding worked. It's like, oh, what's the TV console? It's like, oh, it's Xbox, so that's what you want. Okay. Exactly,
4: and nobody even like noticed but me until I brought it up now. Um, oh, nice. Just, <laughs> good for, good for I, you, Will. I just committed to it. <laughs> um, obviously, my number one is the Nintendo Switch. What a console. Yeah. Corey?
3: Yeah, so I think uh this makes it more obvious than ever games. Yeah. Right? So like Nintendo Switch had the best games. I would I would honestly argue that you take away Nintendo's Switch's best games and all of a sudden that becomes uh, uh it's a it's a useful handheld console, but like is it the best console? I don't really know. Um so yeah, I mean I'm in the same boat as you guys on the Nintendo Switch. I'm just trying to I'm trying to bring some 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 context to the conversation a little bit i don't know it's i don't know it it, it's super handy and it happened to have at least two really good games if you take away breath of the wild and mario odyssey is it as good of a console i mean where do you guys there's decent
1: games i mean i would probably still rank it first because i play it you know i can play it
3: the convenience
1: I, yeah the convenience is, is unbeatable when you have young children until they take it away from you
3: yeah um, but we'll, well be I, getting them their own
2: I guess I wonder why we're discussing taking games away from it
3: no that's that I'm just making the point because in the in the past we've argued you know what makes the console better than the other ones and uh, I guess my point in this one is well it's it's games because you, you take away uh, you take away Zelda and you take away Mario is this the most valuable console
4: I would
2: still say, yeah, because you well, still have games take like away Horizon Zero Dawn and whatever the it. other big. Ones right. right. Are well,
3: exactly. That's the point I'm making is, 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 is it about games or is it about services on the console? Which is an uh, argument I we've had a lot in the about, past. Yeah. I'd say yeah. It's about games.
1: Right. It's about games. And then like it, like for me, especially, like I said, the convenience of, of, being able to play it wherever, whenever is is awesome, and that that's not a factor for everyone, but that's a, sure. that's a huge factor for yeah, me. Yeah, I
2: think I think that you couple the games with what the Switch brings to the table, it's tough to beat.
3: Yeah,
2: I played Zelda in the bathtub this year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you really can't beat that. No,
1: I've played it in the car. I've played it outside, uh, sitting in the in the lawn. I don't go many places, so I can't I can't say I played on top of a mountain, but uh, you know, yeah. I use the portability features. I play I've played it in bed, I've played it on the toilet.
3: I use them around the house.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well not, I mean, not
3: on my TV. I, I say over and over again how much I appreciate the split joy-cons. Yeah. Like that is life
2: changing. I still haven't tried that. Oh, it's so
4: uh, great. I was gonna say I didn't know how much I needed that until I actually got to experience it.
3: When you can, like, lay in bed and put a pillow on your chest and put the the Switch screen up against the pillow and just lay with your hands at your side and play video games, it's such a freeing feeling.
4: I love having one arm behind my back with one controller and, like, my hand out like that, just, like, crawled out doing whatever. It's so cool. I had every intention
2: of taking the Switch to the uh, hospital, and I forgot it. I'm kind of oh. glad I did forget it, because I, I know there would have been a lot, lot of judgment going around that room.
3: Sure. <laughs> I th- you you should have sent, my Dwight my... You. <laughs> you sent Dwight to
2: get it for you. What's <laughs> that?
3: You should have sent Dwight to get it for you. You would have ended up with new kitchen cabinets. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I brought my 3DS to one of the, uh, maybe it was when my daughter was born, mm-hmm. um, but we were, No would have been when my son was born i guess Cause my dot da- we weren't even in the hospital 45 minutes when my daughter was born but it everything happened too fast like i didn't get a chance to i didn't i don't even think i looked at my phone really mm. so
2: well i got a kindle so i was reading
1: 1984 nice
2: great book i went over a little better i feel like great year good year
1: uh all right next on the list is the eargasm award uh the Eargasm Award goes to a game that has excellent sound design and or a fabulous soundtrack. The winner for the twenty seventeen Thummy for the Eargasm Award is Super Mario Odyssey. Uh three. Oh, two. Okay, two is Call of Duty World War II. And then three is a tie between Life is Strange, Cuphead, and Near Automata. So Will, we will start with you. My number
4: number three is Pyre, Hmm? and number two is Call of Duty World War II. Uh, You know, I'm I'm very fascinated by the sound design of these shooter games, Uh, and I know they went pretty in depth with the the guns and whatnot. They like, you know, did the typical had the models of the guns, fired them in the studio, stuff like that. So like, they did a very good job with that and um, everything surrounding that. And I have one Super Mario Odyssey. The sounds that that game makes. It's hard to explain, but it is so pleasing. It's like it's Dan. You might be able to describe it better. Is it on your list by any chance, Dan?
1: It's on my list, yeah.
4: Okay. It's just like when you're doing, like, going through the world and hearing the music playing while you're kind of going through these, like, epic moments in the game, like, when you're going through New Donk City, for example, like, with the, the festival, or, like, when you're getting the band together, like, yeah. just, like, you're in that hall with them, like, practicing. Like, it's just so it's so... It sounds so nice. I don't know. It's
1: yeah. the best way to um, put it. Put it. No, I, I agree. Very, very pleasant sounds, very pleasant music. Uh, I put it on my list because of the one-up girl song, which my kids make me play all the time because they love yep. it so much. Uh, that and the, I don't know if you've heard it, it this might probably, I probably heard by accident, but the Joy-Cons, when they vibrate, <laughs> make noise too. Yep. I don't know if you've heard that. Yep, I've noticed that they make make like in-game sounds with their with their vibrations I I hear it mostly like when the kids are playing it on the kitchen table or uh, on my daughter's desk like they'll set it on the table and just push down on the on the buttons yeah and you can hear it really loud because it's vibrating on the table instead of just in their hands yeah so
4: yeah I don't know like out of all the games that are like sound aesthetically pleasing to me this year I just think the sound design of that game is amazing yeah
1: Totally agree, Corey. What you got for us? What
3: did I have for you, Dan? I'm trying to... Sorry, I'm, my notes are out of order here. Uh, so five and four, eh? Not applicable. I couldn't come up with anything I thought was worthy. Uh, my number three was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. My number two, like Will said, was Super Mario Odyssey. My number one was Life is Strange: Before the Storm, and it just comes down to the music. And I, I do feel like it's cheating, honestly, to to pick. Uh, emotional music to sort of exploit your emotions and and get elicit that feeling out of you but it works in Life is Strange Before the Storm and it's a great soundtrack just like the previous game. so that's that's my number one
1: What do you got Eric?
2: Um, I only have two games on here I picked Call of Duty World War 2 uh, kind of like what Will was saying uh, similar to when I had Battlefront, the first Battlefront on my list uh, when that came out and then uh, number one, I had Cuphead.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I had Pyre at number five. I spent after I beat Pyre, I spent quite a bit of time listening to the soundtrack on I don't know, I've, it was Spotify or YouTube Music. Um, so that's fifth on my list. Fourth, I put Resident Evil Seven. Not for the music, but for the sound design, uh, and that was really awesome to play with the surround sound headset. Oh, Um, you hear the sounds all around you and they're all really well done. Uh, Very, very creepy. Number three, I had Super Mario Odyssey uh, for the for the obvious reasons. The New York City Festival song, uh, one up girl. Great song. I liked all the music and all the levels. The the sound design on that game was good, too. Second, I had Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I spent a good amount of time listening to that soundtrack, too. And that was even before I beat the game. I listened to that soundtrack and uh, specifically I put it second on the list before the opera song that the b- opera boss sings. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. But number yep. one, I had near automata. Oh, nice. Uh, that was for sound design and soundtrack too. Um, very bizarre fitting soundtrack for that game, uh, but also very haunting uh, sound sounds um, from dying robots and stuff. It's really, really well done so cool yeah so eargasm 2017 eargasm award goes to super mario odyssey
3: and i think i've got dan with near automata uh, eric with cuphead myself with life is strange before the storm and will with super mario odyssey
1: sounds good corey you want to take a pee break
3: uh just a quick pee break if you guys are okay quick with it pee break yeah uh, uh two minutes to... that's all i need
1: Okay. All right. We'll take a quick break and be back with our award for best indie game in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Episode what? What did we determine it was? 337? That's it. Doesn't matter. It is the 2017 Dummies. Uh, We are now in our best indie game category. So... Uh, Now
3: uh, now I'm going to start having some opinions That I'm going to get angry about
1: Strong opinions, okay, that's fine Perfect Uh, So this award goes to an excellent Independently developed game The award for the 2017 Thummy for best indie game Goes to Pyre Number 2 was Cuphead And number (laughs) 3 was Golf Story
2: We got a real shocker on our hands here (laughs) (laughs) Pyre
1: was unanimous well, no,
2: not unanimous.
1: It wasn't. No, you're right.
2: No, I didn't play
1: it. I was that's gonna right. say, I, yeah, Eric didn't play it. Of the three that played it, voted it first. I guess that's that's what I meant. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Cuphead was number two. Golf Story was number three. Um, where's I'll I'll do my list first. So I had Five Stardy Valley. I didn't want to put that higher on the list because it came out last year, technically. Um. Cuphead I put at number four. SteamWorld Dig 2 I put at number three. Golf Story at number two, and then Pyre at number one. It wasn't even really close. Pyre was by far the winner for me. So, Will, what do you got?
4: Yeah, at number two I have Golf Story number one I have Pyre. Same thing. Uh, when I saw Best Indie Game I immediately thought Pyre.
1: What do you got, Eric? Oh, Eric, you there? Oh, he raged. Qu- oh, okay. Oh, there you are. Go ahead, Eric. you hear me? We lost you for a second. Yeah, we can Yeah, I'm
2: having some issues. Um, I only had two. I put uh, Steamroll Dig 2 at number two and Cuphead at number one.
3: Mm-hmm. Corey? I had Golf Story at number five, Hollow Knight at number four, Cuphead at number three, Bury Me My Love at number two, and Pyre at number one. Nothing new to add. Uh, I think we've no. talked about all of those games a- a- enough. But yeah. uh, for me, Pyre was uh, impressive enough, creative enough to be my number one.
1: Okay. Uh, next on the list is best ambassador game. Uh, this award goes to a game most likely to draw someone into gaming or best exemplifies gaming as an entertainment medium to the masses. Put a lot of thought into that definition.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a decent definition. Why but... is it
1: decent? How dare no,
3: you? No, no, I think it's good, but um, I, I mean, we've gone back and forth on this. What well, was it? Can right well, you repeat but, it?
1: Yeah, so best ambassador game <laughs> goes to a game most likely to draw someone into gaming or best exemplifies gaming as an entertainment medium to the masses. All right. The winner for the 2017 Thummy for Best Ambassador Game goes to Super Mario Odyssey. Eric, okay. we'll start
2: sense. with you. Yeah, uh, again, I don't really like a lot of my lists this year, and that's because I didn't really play a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I had number five, I picked Fortnite, and that mm-hmm. was based solely on how intense things get, and I feel like you could really pull somebody into a game like that with the intensity. Mm-hmm. Um Number four was Legend of Zelda. I mean, there's again, there's just so much you can do in it. And uh, I, I think showing somebody a game like that, especially on a portable console, uh, and saying, you know, you can take this game anywhere with you and play it. And there's just endless hours of things that you can do, uh, I think, is another good one. Everybody's Golf, I think, mostly because of its accessibility I put on here. Uh, It's a really good game, but I think it's a game that pretty much anybody would enjoy. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, kind of for similar reasons as Zelda, aside from the portability part of it. Um, I think this day and age, too, it's important to a lot of people to have a strong female character. Mm -hmm. Um, So Horizon Zero Dawn would fit that bill. And then Cuphead, I put at number one, because of the art style again and i just think it's so visually pleasing to people i know it's difficult which could put people off but i guess when i think of this category i usually think of like kind of me showing somebody how to play it first Mm -hmm. and then kind of you know sitting there with them so yep yeah
1: um i should say second was pyre and third was a tie between bury me my love and cuphead so interesting yeah uh will go ahead best
4: ambassador game so three and two i screwed up these are two games i didn't even play it kind of didn't really come into the voting um i had hellblade at three and i stupidly because i did my voting uh like i started a little bit ago forgot that i never even got to be like play this game but i had finding paradise at two um, I just know the developers of To the Moon are gonna write a good story. I saw it reviewed pretty well on Steam, so I was just like, Oh, this is definitely a good ambassador game. I will get to it before the end of the year. I did it not bold move, Will. It is a bold move. I I put a lot of <laughs> I put my chips into the game before I had even played it. Yeah. So you can basically disregard my two and three. But my number one is I have pyre. Um now what I have pyre oh. is because I think the narrative of it is super interesting to begin with. I like the story behind it. It's you're basically getting a ragtag team together to get out of the Commonwealth. And one thing that I think translates really well to everybody is sports. Um Empire is a game based around a sport, uh, but added in as high stakes. Um, cause everybody's Super to believe... high stakes. Well, yeah. Good good it, point, yeah. Okay, Corey. <laughs> Oh, he's no, he's not I'm, being sarcastic. I'm, he's agreeing I'm on with
3: your, you. I'm on your side. Coming after me? I'm like not totally the opposite. I'm with you.
4: No, let's fight over this right now.
3: <laughs> Get him, Will. Get him. <laughs> throw,
4: throw down. Okay. and narratively what am speaking, down
3: about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
4: I'm make with you. Br- Don't make me talk about Dead Island.
2: I'm with you, 100%. Yeah, that was an embarrassing time for Corey. I'm
3: supporting you. It was an embarrassing time for Eric because he couldn't come up with a good answer to my question.
2: Oh, yeah. Corey could barely get a word out edgewise <laughs> from all the booze he had drank.
3: I'm still waiting for a good answer of why Corey, couldn't said.
2: even put a sentence together, and I couldn't put a thought together. Are you kidding me?
3: That is true.
4: Okay, so in the chat, I'm being told that was legit and real love there. It I'm was. <laughs>
0: I don't no. know why. You're no, 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 no. no. <laughs>
4: I think it was just your tone came off very condescendingly sarcastic.
3: Maybe it's literally
4: life and death. Well, I think it's because I find love to be condescending towards me. Oh, gotcha. That's That's very
3: tragic, Will. (laughs) You need a hug, buddy. (laughs) Anyway.
4: So yeah, narratively speaking, uh, the stakes are very high, life or death do you get out or not uh, yeah. and it's all around a sport so like this is something that like you can kind of I feel like you can show people and be like you know like this is a sport people love sports it's something that people can understand pretty easily because it's not that in depth Um, I don't know I just feel like it's a very good game to show people being like you know this is a sport around a story um,
1: with people mm-hmm. I don't know okay Uh, my list for my fifth game I put Fire Emblem Heroes the mobile game. I feel like you have an easier time convincing someone to try a mobile game that's free Dan, uh, than a lot of other things. And that might draw you into Fire Emblem as a whole. What? So
4: Dan, let me get this straight. You have biggest steamy pile of disappointment is the good Fire Emblem game that came out this year. And then you gave Fire Emblem
1: Heroes the ambassador game. D- different criteria. I'm different part- criteria. Different criteria, different games. Uh, so f- at four, I had Rocket League. Uh, for the same reason, we'll, we'll put Pyre on his list, the the sporting thing. Um, again, it coming out on the Switch, the portability. Uh, I think that's a good one. Third, I had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's Mario Kart, you know. Uh, two, I had Snipperclips. Snipperclips is a underrated puzzle game, I think. Uh, but the number one I had was Super Mario Odyssey. Um just seeing it in my own personal space, I guess the, uh, well, first of all, my kids being immediately drawn to super Mario odyssey, but when they were showing, uh, our relatives, super Mario odyssey, people who, uh, remember Mario from, you know, the mid, mid to late 1980s, uh, being fascinated with, with super Mario odyssey was, was really something impressive to see. Um, so that's why it, was on my was my number
3: one.
1: Snipper Clips was number two. Yeah.
3: Wait, what was pop- your number one? Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. You just Jesus you literally me. just said that. <laughs> I've been drinking Tito's vodka. Cut me some to, slack. To be honest, I missed
4: it too because I was reading the chat. That's okay.
3: Listen, if I'm gonna start catching no, hell. Listening because i've been drinking i will stop drinking for these episodes
2: you're catching hell because you're not listening not
3: because if that, you drink. if that makes you guys happy
1: you're catching hell because i'm jealous that you're drinking and i'm not i'm drinking freaking water
3: i am drinking rolling rocks to be fair dan so i don't I might, care i, I might I as well be dr- i might as well be drinking <laughs> shitty water Good
1: pond morning. water go ahead Corey. And best Ambassador oh, boy.
3: Game. Uh, best Ambassador Game. My number five was Pyre for the, the reasons that have been mentioned. Uh, my number four is Life is Strange Before the Storm. Number three, Old Man's Journey. I just feel like that's a game that would appeal to a wide demographic of people who don't enjoy games. Because everybody can relate to somebody who's getting old and can reminisce on the past, right? Uh, my number two, Super Mario Odyssey, which, which you guys have done a good job of explaining. But my number one is Bury Me. My love this is the game I've been talking about this year when inevitably it comes up that I'm a gamer and everybody instantly judges me I mean you can you can gauge that by looking at people right when it comes up in conversation like oh he's a gamer like what you know what does he play Um, but I always bring up bury me my love as a good example of a game I played this year that is meaningful and has an impact Uh, so for me that's my number one
1: awesome okay Best ambassador game. Super Mario Odyssey.
3: Uh, okay. I don't know that I Oh, I, I did get everybody. I'm good. We're good. Okay. All right.
1: Next category is best moment. So this award goes to a game that has a moment or moments that make it stand out from the crowd. The winner for the 2017 Thummy for best moment is. Um, this one's a four way tie. <laughs> so, i was I was worried about that one no, um, it is not a four way tie I was really? gonna say okay, it is not shouldn't be. um so Does it think... it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be super mario odyssey yeah. it's gonna be the winner
3: that's what I was thinking
1: okay, so what happened was someone okay, so uh, there's confusion on uh, nominating a game or the the moment itself, so yeah, I, I voted the
4: moments. moments
1: okay yeah see i I did the games um so yeah super mario odyssey is the winner i guess then life is strange before the storm and Fortnite are second and then third would be Legend of Zelda: breath of the wild horizon zero dawn oh breath of no breath of the wild might win this one
3: no way did we just say the moment and then why don't we just go through our what, list let's go through our decide. list
1: and we'll we'll, we'll calculate yeah, yeah okay um God, eric smart. we'll start with you
2: yeah i only have two so okay. uh i had Horizon Zero Dawn at 2 and Fortnite at number 1. Okay, Specifically, the proving in Horizon Zero Dawn and winning a Fortnite Battle Royale.
3: Gotcha. Good call on the proving. I didn't even think of that. That's a good pick.
2: Uh,
3: well, All
2: right. um, you're too, too busy with Life is Strange over there. Why, why
3: are you calling me out? I've been nothing but pleasant.
2: You are being pleasant, Corey.
1: Um, Except my to Will. list? <laughs>
3: I just call Will out where it's deserved.
1: Okay. Uh, so my best moments oh, near Tomada was five. The intro, the intro sequence kind of gives you a, uh, you know, a rough idea of what the game's going to be about and all the changes of perspectives and the action and all that fun stuff. It's bananas. Uh, f- <laughs> yes, it is bananas. My fourth moment is re- in resident evil seven, the Jack Baker garage fight. Where you are uh, struggling, 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 you figure out that you can get into the car in that little garage and you just back (laughs) up and hit him with the car as many times as you possibly can.
3: That's an awesome. Um,
1: That was awesome.
3: Yeah, good pick. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Third,
1: liberation rights. Uh, Any of them, really. But really the first one, when you realize that you're actually legitimately going to lose a member of your party for good. Uh, if you win the right, you might not even win the right. So there's there's that there too. Uh, my second one is Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, battling Calamity Ganon in Hyrule Field. Awesome, awesome, awesome moment. And then my first one is Super Mario Odyssey, New Donk Festival. Uh, I talked about it when I played the game, but probably maybe the best moment in in game gaming period for me. Um, I absolutely loved that whole sequence. It was it was beautiful. So will go ahead um so my
4: number five it was boss fights in near um mm-hmm. i think the boss fights in near are really well done they're crazy they're hectic um and they're just a lot of fun like dan do you remember in the carnival when you're fighting that big giant like i don't know yeah. what was it, a clown yeah. thing it yeah. was crazy and uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my number four was uh, battling the Van Moda Divine Beast in Breath of the Wild. That's the one when you're flying through the air. Um, I thought that was really epic with the music that was playing in the background. And, like, you're kind of, you know, flying through the air, you pull out the bow, everything pauses, you fire off the shots, and, like, you are you're dodging things in the air. Like, I thought that was a really cool moment in the game. Uh, my number three are the rights and Pyre. I always got, like, a little this is super nerdy but i got a little pumped up right before the riots i'm like all right we're gonna crush the opponent sort of thing like um and one of the opponents that i really hated was the uh the tree guy who was like that was like super rich
1: yeah Uh, Oh, what the heck was his name uh dogwood i want to say it's it's not is it sandalwood no sandalwood was was your tree guy okay he was really snooty though he was snooty he acted like he was
4: super nice but like once you beat him and got under his skin he would snap and like (laughs) freak out i always loved playing him and try to make him as mad as you possibly could yeah um number two battling the snow dragon in breath of the wild i don't know if you guys remember that or did that day i think you definitely did
3: i don't snow dragon yeah i have no idea what you're talking about
4: so you climb up uh, this this the snowy mountain. I don't remember where it is. It's not in the Hebrew re- region up north. It was kind no, of more south, south, southeast. Yeah southeast like you climb up this mountain it's really hard to traverse and you get there and you see that one of the dragons that you get scales from uh is corrupted by the calamity gain and stuff so like you kind of got to battle it and it's like how they do the music is there's there's like no sounds no music really it's just like silence and like you hear like the shimmy the shimmering like coming off the dragon scales when you shoot it and like you're flying through the mountains like battling it in the air and it was One of the cooler moments that I had in uh, video games—it was—it was was epic for me. I loved it. Uh, My number one is the New Donk City Festival in Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. Corey,
3: Uh, let's see what I got here. Best moment, best moment. Uh, So my number five was Doki Doki Literature Club Sayori's (laughs) demise. (laughs) (laughs) That was. That was awesome. I mean, I don't I don't really know how um, yeah. else to phrase no, it. Oh, you're right. Shocking and surprising yeah. and, like, the moment where that game turned, right? Um, yeah, I mean,
4: you see this cute, like, anime-looking game and then, like, you walk yeah. into this girl's room. There she yeah. is.
3: That was the moment that game became real and simultaneously um, this game that everybody had been talking about, like, building up this hype about and everything that was the moment where it it sort of came to fruition and i realized okay this is what this game is actually about so yeah uh, that's my number five
1: and and the thing too is you you knew it was building to something because like there was things that happened in the game that made you uneasy feeling like something is not right here and that's where it, it culminates into that moment right there yep
3: Yep. Uh, so my number four m- moment was the Life is Strange Before the Storm, the Tempest play, which uh, Dan, you haven't gotten to yet. No, I haven't. Um, but that's a, a very poignant moment. Uh, I guess I, there's no, really no reason to talk about it more than that. My number three was Mass Effect Andromeda, racing the Nomad through Meridian at the uh, end of the game. Uh, I thought that moment was awesome. I mean, you're 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 constantly driving the Meridian through. Boring planets, right? And this is like the first time where you're driving it through a highly populated, highly um, forested. What's the word? Uh, flora fauna. You know this this planet that has a lot going on. Uh, I thought that was a great moment. Uh, my number two, and I struggled with this. I really had a hard time between my number two and my number one. Um, this is honestly one a one b kind of thing. But my number two was Super Mario Odyssey, New Donk City Festival. What a great moment! um you guys have talked about it but the 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 2D mario coupled with the mo- all the modern awesome effects uh of everything that the nintendo switch can offer all the 2018 gaming effects coupled with that that old school mario feeling was just awesome um yeah. the audio included the the music the singing everything unbelievable um It was very intentional i don 't know if you guys got that vibe, but yeah i i didn 't feel like I was challenged at any point in that, no. I just felt like it was an experience that everybody should enjoy yeah I definitely it was, a, thought it was that an homage like... yeah to old platformers exactly
4: I really um, thought that that was like the highest moment for me in that game too i don 't know how you guys felt
3: yeah I, I yeah, I would put it up there at least the top two or three moments for sure um what a what a great like like one of you just said, I think, Dan, you just said homage to to yeah. gaming. I, I don't know. It, it was a beautiful moment. And I honestly, when I'm talking about it, I'm like, why did I not make that my number one? Uh, but my number one moment I thought was awesome was the Life is Strange Before the Storm Dungeons and Dragons adventure with Steph and Mikey. I wish I had episode. put that on
1: my list. That would have been high on my list. Probably you three.
3: you didn't put it in your on your list. No, no it probably okay. would have been three. Uh, It's this great moment that happens in the first episode of the game where uh, you get a text message from your friend Steph before you go into class. She's like, hey, can you deliver my DVDs? Um, You walk up to her picnic table. She's playing some fictional version of Dungeons and Dragons with her friend Mikey, and she invites you to play. And you can say no or you can say yes. But one of my favorite parts about the whole thing is she's like, oh, it'll take like 20 minutes or so. So when I said yes to doing it, I timed it and it was like almost exactly 20 minute, 20 minutes worth of me doing this. Uh but it's so cool like they set you up with a character and you choose. It's just like playing D&D with a dungeon master. She's like, "Oh, you can go here, here and here. Where do you want to go?" And you tell her where you want to go and what you want to do and what you want to say and all 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 along it's um incorporating Chloe's wit and she's like getting super into it and describing in great detail everything she wants to do uh to these fictional characters in this Dungeons and Dragons universe that I, I just thought was really awesome. And I talked about it in our episode when we talked about that game, Dan. Um I would I would honestly sign me up for the sixty dollar version of that game where I can play dungeons and dragons as um, chloe with these yeah, other
1: people <laughs> chloe steph and mikey play play dungeons and dragons. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah i would i would shell out 60 bucks for that it was awesome yep. so that's my number one
1: i gotta play that game yes you do all
3: right well how are we going to calculate this this is a
1: this is a because some of the moments were on twice so do we give points like for like a fourth and second place finish
3: well i think we have yeah. three three picks for the new donk city festival right
1: well th- yes but uh Probably Breath
3: of the Wild was on there
1: more. I had a couple moments. And even Life is Strange had a couple moments. Well, I didn't
4: have Breath moments. of the Wild. I had a Breath of the Wild at two and four.
1: Yeah. I had it at two. So that's six points. You So
4: that's ten for Breath of the Wild. Did Eric have a Breath of the Wild moment? No. No. Okay. So then New Donk so... City was my number one. That was my number one. That
3: so was my number two.
4: Twelve.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so New Donk City Seven wins. wins. Okay, so Super Mario Odyssey, New Donk City Festival, winner of the 2017 Thummy for Best Moment.
3: That's a good category because it really calls on you to recall the moment and talk about it. Yeah, I like that.
1: No, I, lit- I was glad I was glad I remembered the the Resident Evil 7 one. Cause that, yeah, that, that was came a good out so early. Like yeah. I forgot most of that game. And
3: I a hundred percent forgot about it until you talked about that moment. That yeah, was cool. I just
1: remember being so like scared in that moment. That wasn't my top moment, but I'm glad I thought about that game enough to, to remember that. Cause that was awesome. All right. When you experience a moment, just write it down in your and you're ever I've got to start <laughs> doing that. I that's keep what I, that, I forget. That's what I did this year. Yeah. Okay um next category cory you got the winners
3: yep i'm good on that one
1: okay uh best game that respects our time mm-hmm. this award goes to a game that has a moment no game that best this award goes to a game whose length is just right and doesn't set the player on endless fetch quests or grinding for exp the 2017 Thummy for best game mm-hmm. that respects our time is a tie between pyre and super mario odyssey
3: what is super mario odyssey coming in hot in our awards it really <laughs> it's is in hot. interesting okay. um
1: game that sucks our time Corey. we will start with you
3: yeah, sure. Uh, let me... So four and five I had not applicable. Uh, my number three was Fortnite, a game that you can easily hop into and spend 20 minutes in and do one match and then peace out. Um, or, you know, do that six times over and spend several hours doing it. But um, my number two is Pyre, a game that did not take too long to beat. Uh, but it, likewise, once you get through some of the, the initial story elements you can do in match chunks uh very easy to get through and my number one was bury me my love again um it's super nice to just interact with that game in the same way you interact with text messages with your friends you can get a notification you can respond to it immediately or you can wait three days four days five days or you can wait a week before you respond to it and the game advances so um as far as games that respect our time that that has to be my number one mm-hmm. okay eric what do you got
2: um, I only have three as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my third one may be uh, kind of silly sounding for a game that respects your time, but yep. I thought um, Legend of Zelda, even though it can be a long game, it doesn't have to be a long game yeah. necessarily. And it think like they did a good job of making it easy to jump in and out of, and that's partially because the Switch is so great.
1: It's on my um, list too, Eric. Um, yeah. Because it's a game that you can make as long or almost as short as you want, because you can literally go to the boss right after yeah. you get off the Great Plateau if you right. want.
2: So it's on my um, list too. So that was number three. Number two, I had Super Mario Odyssey. Um, again, it's not it's not an in depth game. It's pretty pretty basic stuff um, that you can jump in and out of. Yep. Um, and then number one for me was Everybody's Golf. Mm-hmm. Again, same kind of thing. Very easy to play. Very simple, relaxing. That's what I look for in a game that respects my time.
1: All right, William.
4: Uh, at number two, I have Pyre. Same reasons Corey talked about. And at number one, I had Super Mario Odyssey. I have Mario Odyssey over Pyre because the game definitely isn't that long. And I remember a moment where, like, when I started the game, I'm like, I really want to get to the snow uh, world that they have. Because I have the, the fascination with snow in video games for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't take me very long to get there. It took me three, four hours to actually get to that point, which isn't that long. Um, so just like whenever I wanted to get to another world, I could pretty much just leave the world that I was on, go on to the next one. Um, you, I wasn't forced to have to stay too long anywhere that I didn't want to, which I think is nice if I wanted to stay longer and collect more moons there. I very easily could if I didn't and wanted to progress through the story or just see something else. Really, I easily could and I wasn't really held back at all. uh, Um, other than like the 20, 30 minutes that you had to spend on each,
3: uh, each place. Yeah. That's a good pick. I hadn't thought of it in that respect, Will, but I I think you make you bring up some good points there for Mario Odyssey again. Yeah.
1: Um I I kind of had the same same thought for some of my picks. It it wasn't necessarily a game that was short or just right, but a game that I, if I wanted to, I could sink a lot of time in, and I think that's also a game that respects your time, you know. Yep. Uh, so at five, I had Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild for for what me and Eric talked about. Uh, it's a game that can be short if you want it to, or you can spend two hundred hours playing it if you want to, however you so choose. Uh, four, I had Golf Story, which I think it was it was the ideal length for that type of game. It was took me about twenty hours to do most of the side stuff. It's just perfect length. Uh, Steam World Dig, I had it number th- Steam World Dig 2, I had it number three. Again, that's another game that's 12 hours. It's just about the perfect length. I wouldn't want any more. I think too short, it would have felt uh, handicapped or not handicapped. Uh, I want to say kneecapped, but that's not what I'm going for. Um, you know, cut short.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to help you but I can't. I, can't do I don't <laughs> know where
1: I was going with that it's been a long day yeah. uh, second I had Super Mario Odyssey because again uh, that's another game where you could burn through it in 8 hours if you wanted to or you could spend 70 hours and collect all 999 moons um, like Will said if you didn't like a, an area you could just blaze through it it doesn't take you super long 20 minutes half an hour to get all the moons and beat the bosses that you need to to advance uh, and then my winner was Pyre uh pyre was a game that again i feel like was the perfect length uh yeah i mean i would have wanted more but i i you know i i feel like the pacing in that game is perfect too so pyre was my winner so we had a tie uh between pyre and super mario odyssey for number one for number one yep
3: Ooh, that's a tough pick that is a tough pick
1: yeah that is what does Eric think? Well, Super, Super Mario
4: Odyssey I
2: only played one of them,
1: and you had it on your list.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you, well, Corey, did you play Super Mario Odyssey?
3: Did I
2: play it?
1: Did you put it on your list?
3: No. Oh.
1: Okay. So it was me, me, Eric, and Will that had it on our list.
3: But I we... also, I also put it in my uh, best on-the-go experience because it is respecting of my time so maybe i should have
4: i can spin my dreidel to make
1: the decision if you guys want no i mean i would be willing like i would probably be willing to put super mario odyssey above pyre in all honesty um yeah I'm fine if if Super Mario Odyssey is the winner.
3: Well, so so like what's the definition of the category? Best game that respects our time. Yes. Can we can we can we nuance that down a little bit to to make one better yeah. than the other? I don't know. It,
4: look at it this way, I think with Super Mario Odyssey being a game that you can play on the go, uh you can stop that pretty easily at any point whereas with Pyre I feel like while the game length is short, there's never really a great time to just stop playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's a good point. You
1: you can't just hit the power button and, and put it in sleep mode while you do something else, you know? Fair enough.
4: Yeah, so that's the only reason why I would say Odyssey over Pyre, even though I would rather see Pyre win.
3: Yeah, I'm good with Super Mario Odyssey. Is everybody on board with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yet another winner for Super Mario Odyssey. It's ridiculous. <sighs> okay. Best game that respects our time. 2017 Thummy, Super Mario Odyssey. All right. Two more awards. The old wow. standby, uh, new award this year, as was the last one, right? Game that best respected our time. That was a new award, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, this award goes out to a game from any year that we just keep going back to. Uh, I feel like we play enough of those type of games that it's only fair that we reward those games for, uh, for their service to our gaming. Needs. Uh, gaming means. Sure. Yes. Uh, so the 2017 Thummy for the old standby goes to Rocket League.
2: Oh, as it should.
1: <laughs> uh, Eric, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Uh I only put two games on here. I put FIFA. I put FIFA eighteen because that's this year's. Um but Rocket League will always be my go my old standby. I've mm-hmm. still I've played countless hours of that again. I played it today, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh it's just so good and addicting. And it's just it's the, the perfect like one more one more match. You know? <laughs> it's just so yeah, yeah so hard to put it down
3: yeah it takes uh,
2: six or seven minutes you know yeah but there's so much skill that can be involved in it too which i think is the other part of it you know it's it's about getting better and seeing yourself get better or worse um but and then you don't that's without even talking about playing like multiplayer with your friends Mm -hmm. you know that's always a blast too
1: um once again i forgot go ahead Oh, I was just say, once again, I forgot. Uh, two was Final Fantasy VI, and three was Stardew Valley. So go ahead, Eric. Okay.
2: Um, no, I think they're, they're about covered. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so for my list, I had Overwatch at number five. I played it a little bit this year, so I put that on my list. Four is Bioshock Infinite. I try to play that every year. I played it a little bit last year in 2017, um, but not, not to completion. Uh, third, I put Rocket League. Uh, because that's something we play. That's one of the few games we actually all play together on occasion. Yeah, and Not as often as I would like, but, you know. Uh, second, I put Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I started playing that on the Super Nintendo Classic. I'd like to get, get to more of that, uh, hopefully, this year. And then my winner was Stardew Valley. Um, because anytime I'm... Even like, uh, what was it, last night or the night before? Uh, a stressful day. Was whooped at the end of the day, and I just fired up Stardew Valley because that's the most relaxing thing I've played in a while. So, Will, what do you got?
4: So my number five is Clash Royale. Uh, it's a stupid mobile game that I keep playing with every couple. Like I don't play games every day. I at least request and donate cards every day. What?
3: Um, <laughs> but... You yeah. fucking game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wow, that's that's hilarious.
3: Go ahead. I'm what's, not judging you. I just
4: What's it's so funny, funny about it?
3: Judgment going around. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's... Go ahead, first, what's going on? First Why am I the target? I'm just laughing. I just think it's funny. I'm what's sorry.
4: so funny about requesting and donating cards in a mobile app? <laughs> it's
3: like four years old. What's four years old? Clash Royale. Go ahead. I'm sorry, oh, and ahead. Final Fantasy 6 isn't like 20 years old? That's not my point. Go ahead. <laughs> I, are you, am I not allowed to have a reaction at all? <laughs> Your reactions are so like... Oh, all I did was laugh. I didn't say anything.
4: I don't know. You gave a very loud audible chuckle. <laughs> oh
3: my I gosh. I think it was
2: the glasses. I think it was the glasses Well.
3: Oh, I should get rid of the glasses.
2: No, 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 no. Will's glasses. That's
3: what made you chuckle. Okay.
4: Definitely Clark Kent. God forbid I bring up my number five.
2: You're
3: more than welcome to bring up your likes, dislikes. I'm not judging anybody. (laughs) Number four is Overwatch. Just got the giggles. Oh, Overwatch! Are you kidding me?
0: God.
4: (laughs) Number three is Super Smash Brothers because it's a game I play throughout the course of the year, every single year. Um... And then number two, Final Fantasy. There's always a Final Fantasy game that I play uh, every year. Uh, it varies. Like, I played through six, and I play through tactics every year. Corey and I are going to play through eight this year. I played through 15 last year. I'll be playing through 15 again at some point this year. Uh, and my number one, same thing, Pokemon, because I'm always playing a Pokemon game during the course of the year. Uh, sometimes it takes me a long time because I don't play it all that much or for long stretches of times or sometimes I binge play through Pokemon games because I feel like it. Um, but, you know, my one and two are series that I p- always am continuously playing during the course of a year regardless of what so I'm playing in tandem.
3: Pokemon what is your pick?
4: Pokemon. Just any of the Pokemons. Gotcha. It varies. Same thing as Final Fantasy. They both vary what I'm, which game I'm playing. So I didn't want to pick one specific one. Okay.
1: If that's okay. I guess. Go ahead, Corey. Uh
3: the old standby. So I had Civ six. Um <laughs> <laughs> As my number five, it's just the Civ game that's the newest and greatest. Uh, My number four, Stardew Valley. My number three, Final Fantasy VI. Will and I had a great time playing that this year. My number two is Hearthstone, a game I thought I would never play again. But uh, the Kobolds and Catacombs expansion drew me back in. They did a great job of incorporating single-player gameplay into that game, uh, which I think was, was very much needed. Uh, And they do it in a very compelling way wherein you can pick some awesome cards that allow you to experience the game at a level that you wouldn't be able to experience playing multiplayer, uh, which I think is is super, super cool. Um, And my number one was Rocket League, of course. Uh, I'm 400 plus hours on Steam, so at this point it's just like... Um, I'm looking at my 10,000 hours for my Malcolm Gladwell's uh, mastery of Rocket League. So I've got a long way to go, but I'm confident that I can get there by the time I'm 50.
2: There, there you go. That's a good goal. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> it's a great goal. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean I don't want to sell the game short. I can't say enough about Rocket League, and I know Eric's in the same boat. It's it's such a such a great game, and and I I don't really know how to explain it. Um, on a on a podcast such as this but there's just something about the athleticism that's involved um coupled with the the teamwork and all that stuff that's just it's i don't know it's a special game and i i don't really know how else to talk about it
1: Hmm. beautiful all right the old standby 2017 dummy goes to rocket league
2: this was the, that was the category I was most passionate about this year.
3: That's a good that's what a good one to be passionate about. I
2: didn't have to argue with anyone. So.
4: <laughs> I was going to say, I actually really like this category because we all play games that aren't released during the yeah. course of the year that we're doing thummies, and it's kind of nice to be able to give those
1: some love. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time. This is the last one? This is the last one. Oh, my God. The 2017 Thummy. For Game of the Year. Uh, I don't need to explain what Game of the Year means. So, mm. uh, here we go. Thummy goes to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Knew it. That's kind of
3: boring. Yeah, that's, that's, boring. Fair, yeah, yeah, that's Not fairly, what I was expecting to hear. Fairly,
2: Really? Cool. What'd you think? No, I thought it was going to be Pyre. God, really? Oh my, Jesus, okay. that's all you guys talked about all night. <laughs> I only that thought is,
4: Breath of the Wild uh, because we would all have it on our list somewhere.
2: I honestly thought it was either going to be that or you talked about
1: Mario,
4: Mario rabbits
2: quite a bit too.
1: Yeah.
2: And then Mario Odyssey started to sneak in there.
4: What I a only ride. I didn't think I. Mario
2: Odyssey because of Corey possibly not putting it that high.
4: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: I really thought it was going to be Pyre though. <laughs> Pyre was number So two. did I, Eric. So did I, Eric. I
3: thought it was going to be Pyre.
1: Pyre was number two. Super Mario Odyssey was Fucking number was three. It. Okay, so Eric, your personal game of the year. And then we <clears> will talk about it, what what you what, had what at number had, one. What what was your winner for game of the year? And then we'll talk about the rest of your list.
2: My winner was Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh-huh. Um, I just felt like that game did so much really well. And, uh, you know, again, the story, the character... The, the world that it was set in, the robot dinosaurs were really cool. I, I just thought it was an yeah. awesome game. I really didn't have any complaints with it. Maybe a little too much sneaking around. Uh, that can get a little repetitive and boring, but just the, the environment that it's set in and the different ways you can attack uh, or you know build a combat plan and the different weapons available to you. really enjoyed using the bow quite a bit, too. Um, I, I just thought it was a it was the best game that I played this year. Yep, yep.
1: Corey, your personal game of the year.
2: My
3: personal game of the year was Pyre. Pyre. Um, nice. I, I've said it over and over again, uh, and I'll say it again here. I I I feel I don't feel very strongly about any of the games this year, honestly. <laughs> Me What?
4: <either.
3: laughs> I know it's it's kind of shitty to say. Um,
4: it
3: it's kind of a, a coming of age year for me. I don't I don't know. Like I, I've I've had, I've struggled to to find a game to really latch onto, which is why I made Pyre my game of the year because it was one of the very few games that I could not stop playing until I beat it. Uh, once I started, I'm like, this is amazing. I need I just this is I just want to binge this until I can't. Until it's done, and then when I beat it, I'm like, I want more of this, I need more pyre. Um, but it, it also happens to check all the boxes for me of games that I like, which is the fantasy setting, um, the strategy, the RPG elements like, all those kind of things really factored into it, uh, for me this year. But, um, I said it, I said it before, I'll say it again. This is, was a weak year for me in games, and I don't know if it's me or just the games. I think a lot of people would say that the games were great this year. So maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's me. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if definitely I, like if I may
2: piggyback. Yeah, I go ahead. I think I found myself in a similar situation. It's definitely you and I, it's not yeah. the games okay. were great this year. Yeah. Um, But I also had a hard time finding any games that I really wanted to, to latch onto either. And I didn't find one, honestly, that right. I latched onto and, and kept playing how many games I'd be like three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. You know, I just, I didn't have the time this year. I just, honestly, gaming for me has more turned into a social event than anything else.
3: Right, yeah. Like,
2: I don't, I don't go out, I don't hang out with people outside of work often. Um, But I get my social interaction with, you know, a, a handful of people on a fairly regular, well, I did on a fairly regular basis until the right. sun came. We'll see how it goes from here, but... um. So for me, gaming turned more into like a social thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. as opposed to, you know, wanting to play all the new games that came out.
3: Right. And yeah. I sort of feel like like gone are the days of me binging on six hours of something on a Friday night. You know, I just I don't know if I can ever go back to that. Um, yeah. yeah, me either. It, it's kind of shitty, but. I don't know. And and then we talked about it in our uh, 2018 gaming resolutions episode. Um, I'd like to kind of figure out a way to get back into, into that, but I don't, I just don't know if it's possible. I really don't know. And it kind of makes me a little bit nervous, but I'm also sort of excited for the future because games like uh, bury me, my love, which uh, was my number one for a game that respects our time. And, uh, best on the go experience like games like that kind of get me excited because uh, i can experience games I've, i I would have never experienced otherwise but there are these awesome games like all the games i picked for my game of the year um that i just don't know if i'll be able to consume in the same way that i've been able to consume in the past uh-huh. and it makes me nervous and, i don't know
2: yeah no i'm god Corey, it's like you're in my head but <laughs> um it's also a lot harder to and I know a lot of these games go on sale and stuff like that, but it's it's much harder to drop money on something when Yeah. When you know you're only gonna play a few hours, you know what I mean? Right, As right. opposed to a game like Call of Duty. Like I feel like I've turned into a bro game all I play is like Call of Duty and Fortnite and fucking FIFA here and there. Um, but that's just what I like to play.
3: Yeah. And you know what? So a uh, game that did not make my top five, um uh, and I think Dan and, and Will, you guys still have to go, but a game that did not make make my top five was Divinity Original Sin two. Um, I loved that first game and the second game is just as good in my opinion, but I'm just like at a time in my life where I don't have sixty hours to dedicate to Divinity Original Sin two and it's depressing because I loved that game. Um But it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like, what are you going to do? I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. So my personal game of the year was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Probably not much of a surprise. For a little while, I thought it might be Super Mario Odyssey, but when I went back and played the DLC for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I was like, this is the clear winner for me. Uh, I've never played a game that's given me so much freedom then legend is all the breath of the wild Uh, and, and create, you know, creative ways of killing your enemies, creative ways of solving puzzles. I also like uh, some people complained about the narrative in the game, but I, I actually really liked the narrative in the game. And Uh, what I liked about it was that it, uh, all the, the whole story took place a hundred years before the start (laughs) of the game. So your way of, of experiencing the story was by digging up those pictures that you found and, and reliving memories, and I just thought that was awesome. Like that's what a perfect way to tell a story of a game where your character's been out for a hundred years, wakes yeah. up and just has to go go you know, do whatever you want. You know, uh, I just, I, that, that for me was, was amazing. And, and it tells the confidence Nintendo had in its development team, uh, in, in, in the player in the player too, and, in and finding that stuff for themselves rather than, uh, spoon feeding you the narrative of the game. You know, I like much, like much preferred to uncover that sort of stuff for myself. So, yeah,
4: yep, yep, yep,
1: yep. Well, personal yeah, game my- of
4: the year. My personal game of the year is also Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I do got to say, uh, kind of a little bit of piggybacking off of Corey and Eric talking about how they um, don't have time to play games, really. I'm in that same sort of boat, and I kind of really realized that this year when I was doing my thummies. Like, a lot of my picks were basically the same five, six games, and I was just kind of morphing it to how I can fit it into that category, because I really didn't play that much Um even though I still, when I have the opportunity to play a video game for five, six hours, I, I'm going to take it. It just it doesn't come up nearly as much anymore, which is really unfortunate with things like, you know, working a lot and school and all of that dumb stuff. So, like, it kind of bums me out, too, but I'm still going to be trying to do what I can to play as much as I can and be better about it next year because I was a little embarrassed by my amount of games that I ended up playing because I thought I played a lot, but I really didn't.
1: And I think same- we all were, right? No, I played a lot. Oh, wow. I mean, there was stuff I missed out, definitely. But like, I wanted to play Wolfenstein and there a few others. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I played most of the most of the major releases. Yeah. Um, but I, you said, Will, you that you kind of picked the same four or five games. I feel like in general that's what a lot of people did. Like you're seeing the same nominated for awards. You're seeing the same. Yeah. You're seeing Breath of the Wild. You're seeing Mario Odyssey. You're seeing Nier oh, yeah. You're seeing Horizon Zero Dawn. Pyre comes up a lot on those lists, so it is the same four, five, six games that are coming up on everyone's list. So. And, I
4: th- and I think it's because at least definitely with three of us, we all sort of didn't play very much, as as much as we would normally like in the past. Yeah. But two, I picked Breath of the Wild as my game of the year, Dan, you hit on it. Uh, I've never played a game where I literally could do whatever I wanted. Like, right off the start, I charged Ganon's Castle to go. Corey's
3: I, 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 no, go ahead. I'm half on board with you.
4: Go ahead. Okay, so at the very start of the game, I went right up to Ganon's Castle and did a loot run to see if I could get some stuff that was pretty helpful right off the bat. And it was difficult, but I was able to haul off with some swords and some shields and some armor. And like that was a really cool thing. Like Right off the bat, I can go to the main bad guy's area and do a loot run and steal some stuff, which is pretty cool. I liked being able to just like a, a one moment that i remember very fondly of is when i was walking along a mountain and one of the goblin enemies pushed a rock off the top of the mountain and i wasn't paying attention and it just crushed me and killed me and like <laughs> it was something yeah. that was so stupid but i've never like had that kind of sort of thing really happen to me in a video game where the enemy unscripted too yeah was smart enough to be like oh there's my enemy i'm going to push this boulder off this cliff and crush him without him having literally any idea Uh, And I like how Breath of the Wild doesn't really punish you for dying because it wants you to. It puts you in this world and says, here, kid, go figure stuff out. Uh, And they don't punish you by, you know, taking money, taking your loot, taking anything. And that's something that I really, really like in the game. Uh, And I think they do space very well with the game because a lot of it is you never know what you're going to end up digging up. Uh, So, like, for example, a game like Fallout 4 that we talk about how much we hate at least Corey and i do there's so much that they try to jam pack into the game that all of it is kind of the same and it doesn't feel like you're getting rewarded for anything but with breath of the wild like when i go into a cave or when i go into some house that i see i feel like i am more rewarded with stuff and like quality items than i am in a game say like fallout 4 or even a <laughs> Skyrim to some point
1: yeah yeah you. Um, yeah, you get tired of collecting pencils in Fallout 4.
4: Exactly, or pre-war money or stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I can I can go through this cave and, like, I might not find anything, but that's all right. And some other times I will find an electric sword that'll do a lot of damage and be helpful um, to solve certain puzzles and whatnot. And I think the uh, thing that they nailed uh, really well, too, was the... um I'm trying to think of what they're called. The Shrines. The Shrines. Like that's something we haven't even brought up yet in our like when we talk about Breath of the Wild. Nobody has brought up how cool some of the shrines were.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Let's hear let's hear the rest of your list, Will.
4: <laughs> I'm just never reading the chat. But uh, number five I have Call of Duty World War Two. And number four I have Mario Rabbid Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Number three, Super Mario Odyssey, number two Pyre. Uh
2: huh.
1: Okay. Eric, what do you got?
2: Uh, number five was Cuphead. Number four, Super Mario Odyssey. Number three was Call of Duty WW2. Number two was Legend of Zelda. And again, uh, number one, Horizon Zero Dawn.
1: Okay. Um, I had Pirate at number five. Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle at four. Nier Automata at three. Mario Odyssey at two. And Breath of the Wild at one. Corey, what do you got?
3: So I had... Game of the Year, uh, number five, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I'm curious, um, Will, you had that on your list, right? Correct, yeah. Are you the only other person? Mm. I
1: had it on my list.
3: Oh, you, you did? You did? Yep, so yeah. I'm just curious, um, for you guys, like, why was that not further up on your lists?
4: Because Mario Odyssey Empire came out. Yeah, for okay. me, it was,
1: uh, Nier was above it, and Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild were all above it.
3: Okay, I'm just curious. Um my number 4 was Horizon Zero Dawn, my number 3 was legend of zelda Breath of the Wild, my number 2 sneaking in there at the end of the year like it Barry likes to do. Oh life is strange. <laughs> life is strange before the storm. Something about it. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker, Eric. I can't I know. help it. I know. And, then, <laughs> and then my number 1 was Pyre. Uh again, a game I could not put down. I cannot wait for the next Pyre game. Uh that universe is fantastic. Um I I don't know like
2: should I play that?
3: You really should. Would I, I
2: like
3: it? I tried to tell you that you should play it like a few weeks ago. I don't know if you you caught that message. I think I it was in our WhatsApp
0: message.
3: Um, but yeah, I think you should. It's it's more interesting than anything. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It hit all the the nodes for me. But I think um for just like your general gamer, it's more interesting than anything. So I think. It's inexpensive enough where you can jump right in, and you know, what is it like ten bucks? Which of us owns it? Yeah, someone, own one it. of us owns it. Dan oh, owns it. Yeah,
2: right, Dan. There's what are the chances that our accounts are still connected? <laughs>
1: I think They're I not. figured out why they get disconnected.
2: <laughs>
1: I think I figured there out why they get disconnected. It's when when people are on different patches. So as long, I think as long as you keep your account updated, they I should it should line up
2: i keep it updated i'll see why it wouldn't be
1: yeah mine might not be that might be why it's come on man
3: well <laughs> anyway eric i don't know if you're planning on doing four in february but that would be a good yeah. four in february game one in, yeah, february. No, no four in february one in february
2: maybe <laughs> one yeah maybe one, in february. one or half of one
3: yeah, that might be a good one
2: five um, in february
3: I don't know uh I, I honestly as we were going through the episode and pyre kept coming up i'm like oh my god is pyre
2: gonna win game of the year oh my god oh my i god. really thought it was going to i yeah.
3: figured breath of the wild would win because
1: it's I something too. we all played and we all liked
2: oh that's true
3: so that that that's, alone that was the obvious one i was just hoping for the the dark horse of i just uh,
2: thought Pyre was
3: obvious be high work.
2: enough on the three of your lists that it was gonna win
3: yeah,
4: yeah. Corey, you so. better believe i went back and forth for like an hour between pyre and breath of the wild about which one Really? Yeah, I really did.
3: I don't know. Great games, both of them.
4: I think it's time, Corey, to reveal our actual game of the year,
3: Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z Universe
4: 2. Yeah. I'm almost done.
3: I have like two more episodes to go and I'm done. So good. I'm cruising. I watch it at work all day, every day.
4: I love when I get we a random make... text about Dragon Ball from you. <laughs>
3: yeah, we should make a we should make a new category yeah. called like extracurricular thing of the year. Oh man, this for thing takes like should... month You're and a half. Just making
2: a category so that Dragon Ball Z wins something no. in our video game awards. I, mean, I, I wouldn't guess go it... for it. it I, yeah, be I guess it changing could be. diapers
1: Let's for me or cooking diapers. Oh,
2: uh, changing Changing maybe... diapers might be the winner here.
3: Yeah, maybe <laughs> I probably like, would. Like last year. Last year, damn drops might have won. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Corey, I do you want to tell
4: you real quick that I finished all forty English episodes of Dragon Ball Super.
3: Oh, you're, I'm a proud, I'm a proud older brother.
4: So whenever you want my Amazon account,
2: oh, let me get at it 20? first. Oh, you
3: wait on twenty dollars. What? it
2: huh? will go on sale. It's not like I'm dying to play it. I think he's absolutely right.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's a game that'll be $4 next year. Yeah, totally.
2: You know Steam another summer one, sale. Not, to, not to keep this going, but another one I'm I'm excited about, and I should have bought it on the Steam Winter Sale, Um, Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I heard it's really good.
1: Yeah, that's I, on my wish list.
2: Yeah, me too, and I should have bought it. Damn it, it's coming to PS4 as well.
3: Uh-huh. So let me, um, before we close off the episode, there was very little arguing this episode. Um, Do you think, uh, do you think, do you guys think that's because there is um, less conviction behind the games that we chose or is there just less interest in arguing about the games that we chose? Um,
1: Less interest in arguing.
4: I'm less interested in arguing.
2: For me... (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm far less interested in arguing. I've gotten more to a point in my life where I'm like, okay, that's fine. That person has a different opinion than I do. Whatever, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um. And I have just a less of an interest in games in general, so yeah. I'm even less inclined to argue about it.
3: Right. Yeah. I, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Like for me, I, I said at the top of the episode, I don't. I don't. I don't feel very strongly about. Any of my picks, to be honest. Like um, I said Rocket
2: League was the only one I cared about. Yeah, that's the
3: only one. That's a better one. But no, yeah, I'm in the same <laughs> boat. <laughs> Absolutely in the same boat. I don't know. It's just... I don't. I didn't sad. feel strongly enough to argue about anything. Uh, which is also kind of sad. And I hope to... But, sad. you know, next year, get back in the frame of mind where I'm like,
2: well, I'll well
3: fuck you for not liking <laughs> that one.
2: Here's the thing.
1: The world is
4: like that, and I don't want to be like that. yeah. Good point.
2: The thing is for me too is like I love gaming as a social exercise. Like that's how gaming is for me now and I I love it that way. Like that's Uh how I get my social interaction with people. Right. And that's just I love it. Yeah. When I play Fortnite or Call of Duty or FIFA, like I fucking love playing those games. Yeah. But that's because it's social and it's intense multiplayer action. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: and I, I, I play games. Get bored
2: with other stuff.
1: I I play games for the exact opposite reason. Right, and I play them to shut down and tune out.
3: So Eric, you you just said something that clicked with me. Um, my game of the year picks were solely based on what I got bored with and what I didn't. So the games I didn't get bored with, the games I couldn't put down, are the games that made the top of my list. Like Pyre, I could not stop playing Pyre. I did not get bored of Pyre. That's why it was my number one. Life is Strange Before the Storm, I could not stop playing. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, same kind of thing. I mean, Horizon, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, it was all the games I could not stop playing. Uh, but all the games I immediately got disinterested with that I forced myself to keep playing for the sake of whatever, <laughs> yeah. do not show up on these lists.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's similar to my issue with like movies. I don't watch a lot of movies um, or a lot of new TV. I tend to go back to things I know I like because I just get so friggin' bored.
1: Yeah. You don't want to waste your time. Yeah,
2: I don't, don't, don't want to yeah, put the time yeah. in to like get to know new characters and shit like that if I'm not really going to enjoy it. When I, I yeah. just watch The Office for the 700th time.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or and, watching, and know you're going to be entertained.
2: Yeah, I've been binging uh, Friends, which I really like. And, and then I watch Chopped. To break up the uh, sitcoms,
3: perfect. Yeah, I I don't need (laughs) anything. Exactly. You
2: know.
0: Oh,
3: yeah, and that's that was kind of the idea behind my um, uh, 2018 resolutions. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop being disinterested with games, and I'm gonna kind of try to get back into that without a strategy to do so. So we'll see how it works out. (laughs)
1: try to be try to be selective about what you're going to play
3: yeah i think honestly i think i need a switch because like the convenience of of the switch switch. is super helpful in that respect so i don't know we'll see what happens
4: i can't believe um, you sold your switch Corey.
3: i still think
1: you're nuts for that by the
4: way yeah I I,
3: i don't i don't think i'm nuts yet honestly because i played zelda and then i played later but i played mario odyssey those are like the two must plays uh after that i don't is there another must play there's yeah. a few
1: no I wouldn't say there's enough. a
3: few good indies. There's certainly, but there's also good indies on everything. So Computer, yeah.
4: I I don't know, the we'll way see. that I look at it is like when you're buying a console, you're going to be have it for when more bigger stuff comes out. Like sure. if you had a Switch right now, you would have it for Pokemon if but... you at it all Metroid, <laughs> Bayonetta 3,
3: Xenoblade.
2: Right. They already Xenoblade announced that they're already working on the next Zelda too.
3: Yeah. I hope yeah. the next one comes out for Switch. That would be awesome. But in, in in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, Zelda is the one I need to play stat, right? So that's I got the Switch. Like, that's that's a ga- uh, game of the generation kind of game, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
3: so I got the Switch, and I played that in a timely fashion, and then that's I sold it after that. I played no other games on my Switch. Yeah. Uh, but I knew in the back of my head I have a brother, I have two brothers mm-hmm. who have Switches, Like, if there's games that come out that I should play, I can play them on there. And I did. I played Mario and Rabbids. I played Mario Odyssey. I played Golf Story all on somebody else's Switch. Uh, Could I have gotten through the year without playing those games? Maybe. Mario Odyssey, I think, is a must play this year. Or, I'm sorry, last year, 2017. Uh, But for 2018, what are the must plays?
4: I guess we don't really know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, that's why. Uh, There is going to be a direct, apparently.
2: Yeah, right. I saw that.
4: So maybe that's when we learn more. I know Bayonetta is coming out this year, apparently. Okay, so maybe I love that one.
2: Too.
3: We'll see. I, I I guess my point is I'm not super disappointed in the fact that I sold my Switch yet. Yeah, that could that could change this year for sure.
2: Hey
1: Corey, too. Uh, one, uh, I think did I talk about this last week? But once it gets the Rainway app, then you'll be able to play PC games easily I on know. it.
3: That's awesome! Yeah, that's cool. You did you did talk, you talked about that last app? Okay. It's last just episode. got to
1: pass certification or whatever. Yeah. But they think, they're feeling confident apparently that it, that What's it will.
3: This now
1: Dan, it's a it's a app for this that's coming out. It's coming out on everything really, but it's coming out to the Switch that allows you to play PC games streamed like like, like Steam the Steam Link. Steam. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's coming to mobile devices, and I maybe the PS4 and Xbox One too. I'm not sure about oh. that, but it, you know the whole hook is as having them in your hands when you're laying in bed or pooping or
2: yeah, sure.
3: I love it. Whatnot, So, all right. Infinity. Infinity. You got to watch black mirror. Me? Oh
2: man. Yeah, you should Dan. I think you'd like th- <laughs> the first episode. From what, like I can tell, three. From what I can tell season four seems like something Dan would be into
3: oh i think is it season four
2: was the newest one yeah yeah with landry
3: god yeah (laughs) you at least watch the first episode dan okay so i'll try try. about video games essentially
1: oh nice all right uh so next week 2018 games preview
3: yeah at least so far yeah
1: we'll divide up the titles and and see what we got coming
2: i call
1: god of war god of war (laughs) it's yours all right, that'll do it for the 2017 Thummies episode of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan.
2: Merrick. Will.
1: Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.